following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. It's that time of the year again for the Lucci. No? Okay. I'm Leo, straight out of Jersey City. That's Mario. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I am. First of all, have no fear. The legend thriller is here. I am the heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, the stage show, the anti-hero, the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. But you got to sound like this because this is an award show. No. And our third man on the broadcast team. <laughs> he is the man that single-handedly took down Ring of Honor yeah. last week, actually. He killed him. He is the analysis of the L. Oh, see, he is a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar. From the mean streets of LI and making his Lucci's debut. <laughs> pop. Big pop. Man, Big this pop. feels great. Lucci's debut. Yeah. Let's how, do how, it. How are you, Ryan? Okay, I love it, voice. Leo. I love the voice. Perfect. <laughs> oh, God. He's like, he's like I don't care. <laughs> ah, yeah, you should host a TV show or something with that voice. That's what we're planning to do. Sorry. Right, Leo, can you bring the, the, the song, you know, the volume down oh. for the song? So it doesn't have a pop There you go. Okay, now you can bring the volume up. Now you can bring them back up. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No! All yes. right, if you've been living under a rock, this is the 2021 Lucci Awards. Too big for just one award show. How great is that? Where we got that from? Hey. Big pop, big pop, big pop, people. Big pop, big pop, big pop. Well, listen. Obviously, Wrestle Kingdom has done it, having two big nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Well, actually, this coming year. Everybody's doing it now. Yeah, three big nights, you know, WrestleMania. Now they moved on to two big nights. Why not? Let's do the Luchis. Let's do the Luchis too big for just one night. But to be honest with you, the reason why we're breaking out for two two different days is because we can't go... On a four-hour show, we can't. We can't do that. So we, we did. We did that last year. We did that last year like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. the restaurants friends that did the, oh, the show with us last year. But yeah, we we had to break it down. There was like no way we could do it. Just a four-hour show. Like we we have lives. We have shit to do. There's just no way we could be on here talking for four hours. I mean, we could physically do it, but that doesn't mean yeah. that we can do it. I don't. I don't even think we would listen to ourselves for four hours. Well, I did last year. <laughs> like an asshole. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, so before we start, let me give a big rest in peace to Jimmy Rave. Recently, he passed away. Um, he's. You know, he deserved better, man. Uh, mm. He. I think he was battling with MRSA and just a, cu- a couple other stuff throughout uh, the last couple of years or whatever. He had his um, arm amputated and both of his legs amputated. So it definitely sucks. Uh, Chris yeah. Jericho uh, put out some information. He actually, I think he did Jimmy Rave's last interview. Um, and he did it on Talk to Jericho. I didn't get to listen to it, but he did put on a link on the bio where you could donate his uh, Jimmy Rave's daughters actually doing a GoFundMe. So um, you got a couple bucks to spare. Definitely donate uh, to Jimmy Rave and his family. Uh, Ryan, you got any thoughts on Jimmy Rave, man? Yeah, it's sad. Um, You know, I saw that recently he got his legs amputated, and it's just terrible. Like you said, he deserved better. And um, it's just, you know, another one of those sad stories of somebody very young uh, dying from something that, you know, should have been avoided. And, you know, unfortunately, he was dealt a bad hand. But rest in peace to him. And, uh, 
hopefully that his daughters and his uh, wife find peace because that's just that's just terrible. Yeah, rest in peace to Jimmy Rave. I was very fortunate to to meet uh, Jimmy Rave in the early days of Ring of Honor. Uh, when I first started going to wrestling shows as a kid, a uh, great guy. Um, you know, he had a, a run in TNA as well uh, with actually Lance Hoyt. Uh, uh, which we'll call it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, rest in peace to him. Uh, before we get started to the Luchis, just give me give me a, a quick second. Let me do my gimmick. You know, uh, it's it's hashtag Rebel time. Not even uh, on a special day. Yeah, not even on a special day. Yeah. Like, like you know, we're dressing up for this. But nah, of course not. <laughs> you, listen, hold on, wait a minute. You were just yelling at your kid that you wanted a hat, all right? Because you, yeah, of course, because because I, I didn't shave my exactly. Head. So don't give me give me shit about <laughs> special days. By the way, we're repping the brand. Thank you, thank you, Mario, Ryan, Muya. <laughs> oh, wow wow oh, that was a subtle dig at ryan that was a subtle that's how it starts ryan. that's how it starts bro that's <laughs> all right before we break down uh a couple of awards today and then obviously some more awards tomorrow just some really really quick thoughts kevin owens resigned with the wwe i think this is a good move for him let him collect his money or whatever listen if things don't work out with him in the WWE, because obviously they release a lot of people, uh, you know, he'll have options elsewhere. But I think Kevin Owens should stay in WWE. And with all these guys, like, leaving and contracts up, these you leave open opportunities. And Kevin Owens, he's a smart guy, and he's a family man. So why not stay with the WWE? Yeah, I know a lot of people are pissed off at this. They want to see him in AEW, because everybody wants to see everybody go to AEW. We were just talking off air. Not everybody can go there. There's mm-hmm. guys there that are being underutilized as it is. I mean, when does it end? You right. know? I mean, all these big top names leaving. Uh, I was happy to see Kevin Owens stay. It's definitely the best situation for him. He could um, be a consistent main event player there, especially on Raw right now. He's in a title match at the pay-per-view in a few weeks. Let him stay where he is, and um, it's the best move for his family. That's what he said. So I'm happy for him. And, um, you know, AEW is always going to be there in years to come. So, so you know this, you know this was, why this was the right move. you know why people don't want him to resign with the WWE because they're selfish because they want to see him at AEW they want to see him somewhere else so that's why it's not because of him you know again and and we were kind of talking a little bit off air like like you guys said they all want him to be there right but you can't have everybody there I have too many people already that this whole idea like I hope he goes to AEW that that we got to stop with that shit right. um kind of let's kind of connect that with another story that came out two weeks ago because we haven't done a show in two weeks. Um, you know, uh, WWE released Chef Hardy. Uh, there's a lot of gray area there. So without knowing all the facts, this is what I will say. I want Jeff Hardy to be okay. That's all I want. Whether he's okay right now and he's perfectly fine or if he's struggling with something, we don't know. So without pointing the finger or saying like, hey, he's going back to the old rabbit hole that he's always gone down through. I'm not going to say all that. What I will say is I just want him to be okay. I want him to be healthy, which if that means that he needs to stop wrestling for a while, I'm cool with that, man. Uh, Jeff Hardy, he's a very beloved figure or whatever, and I just want the best for him. So I, I know sometimes we get stuck in our own fandom like, oh, I can't wait to see him reunite with yeah. Matt and be in, in, in AEW and feud with the Young Bucks. Listen, if it happens, it happens, but we need to stop thinking as fans and actually care about the people and the performers that they are. Cause they're human. They have their own lives. He has a family. 
Yeah, man, exactly. Listen, I don't want to speculate either. Apparently, Matt Hardy says he's fine, and, um, I'll take you know, he, he doesn't really seem worried about it, so let's just take his word for it. I don't know what happened, and, uh, you know, there's really no reason to even investigate what mm-hmm. happened. We're not. It doesn't matter to us, right. you know? As long as he's okay, um, that's really all that matters. I mean, I've been clamoring for this guy to retire for years, and not because, you know, I just, I'm sick and tired of seeing him on TV. It's just because... I care about his well-being. Right. And I just feel like he has nothing left to offer to wrestling. Like it, like he just, like I said, while he could still walk, it's a miracle that he can still walk. Um, you know, he he should consider hanging it up. I don't know if he will, but um, nonetheless, like you said, the main thing is that he's okay, he's healthy, and that's really all that matters. So, so what happens with these guys, right? And again, as they get older, people just want to see nostalgia. He can't do the Swanton bomb off a you know a thirty foot ladder into some chairs. Well, he could. He, he just. I mean, yeah, he could. No, no, he could. But, but you I don't, don't think he should him. be doing it. exactly. And he you don't will do it. <laughs> you don't want him to do it, right? You know. Um, again, and and it goes back to not being selfish. We're not selfish. We got what we what we needed from him in the sense where we got entertained, but we we also are able to take a part and see the actual person. That actual other person, the you know, the Jeff that goes home and has to deal with all these pains. So I, I like what you're saying, Ryan. Again, a lot of people don't don't think like that. And lastly, before we get Bobby, to our first Lashley. award no? uh, of the Luchis 2021, final battle happened this past weekend. I was there. I thought it was a great show. It really felt the ring of honor of old. Um, and I think by the end of the show, I think we got more questions than actually answers because it seems like all the champions that walked out of final battle are going to be defending these titles in all these different promotions. Yesterday, we saw Jonathan Grisham defend his uh, Ring of Honor World Championship against AJ Gray. So, And they started storylines, too. Right. So it's it not seems like they just like, stopped. Yeah. So it seems like Ring of Honor, in a way, is still going to continue. And now I'm starting to maybe change my tune a little bit. Maybe... We will see Ring of Honor return in April. I don't know in what shape or form, but listen, Blake Christian threw out the challenge last night that he wants that Ring of Honor world title, and he's challenging Grisham at the Hammerstein Ballroom. We also have the Briscoes being not only the GCW Tag Team Champions, but also the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. So it looks like they're going to be defending these these titles in other promotions as well. Uh, Ryan, any thoughts on that? Definitely seems like they're planning for a comeback, or at least leaving the door open for one, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. I don't know how it's going to look. Oh, no, nobody knows. Um, but let's, you know, obviously they're taking Q1 off to, to kind of figure everything out and let's see what they come up with. And we'll see what happens come April. I believe um, I did see that the pay-per-view went off the air and it said April 2022. Yep. So, yep. I mean, it's they're definitely teasing it. And like you said, the the champions that, that won the belts um, at the final battle, it's not like they just gave it to them for one night and that's it. It seems like they're bringing the belt everywhere they go, whether it's indies or different promotions or yeah. whatever, um, and it's still being defended. So uh, they're keeping the Ring of Honor name alive, which is, uh, you know, it's cool to see. So we'll see it, what the future holds for Ring of Honor. But for right now, uh, we won't see them for quite some time. And hopefully they come up with a good plan to kind of get people <laughs> invested in the product again, because like you said, Final Battle was a good show. Um, and, you know, they should just keep riding this momentum now, any momentum that they have, because yeah. they did have a couple of buzzworthy things coming out of the show. So, yeah, uh, you know, and, and like I told you, um, just being in the arena, it felt like 
Ring of Honor at old, of old. You know, the, yeah. the crowd was hot. They drew they drew a pretty good uh crowd as well. So <clears throat> it just I don't know, it's just something about that show. It's like damn, it sucks that to see them go, but hopefully this isn't the end and we'll see them come back in some way or shape or form. Yeah, yeah. I mean listen, I, I see a lot of people um you know from Ring of Honor are going to be signing with different promotions. We've already seen some cases of that. So, I mean, you know, again, the contract situation is a big thing, but we'll see what they come up with. Right. All right, guys. You well, guys yeah. ready? You guys go. ready to piss some people let's off? Let's go. Let's go. What's Our the first favorite one? thing. Maybe Our favorite thing to do. Tag team okay, dale, dale. Go. of the year. Go, dale. <clears throat> okay. But the music. I don't, I never had. Music. Yeah, we did. We, we did the, 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 the same one. Dun, dun, dun. No, you did. See, you forgot your own oh, shit. You fuck. put on some. Photoshopped mishmash of fucking themes on your end, and then you would say something like 2021 Tag Team of the Year. Okay, well, I, w- I wasn't prepared because I was getting oh, the, well, you the, know what? the visuals ready. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. There you go. Okay, so na- now put me that, that same intro so my computer starts up. Go ahead. Then. Congratulations. No, the other one, the other intro. There, there is no other intro. Yes, right? there is. There is no other intro. I'm gonna fucking look for it right see, now. See, see, this is the problem. Leo should have been prepared for this. Um, like Ryan and I have been preparing this throughout the last couple of weeks. Listen, let me tell you something about the Luchis this year. The past year okay. of the Luchis, past years in the Luchis, I would do everything alone, right? Yes. No help from no one. Okay, I will come up with these lists from the beginning of January first. All the way down. Yeah, because I never lied to you. I told you I wasn't going to do that shit. This year, <laughs> I obviously had hope from Ryan, right? Yes. Thank you, Let Ryan. me tell you something. Even on the way over here, me and Ryan were changing shit when, on our list. When we were preparing for the yes. show, you guys were still we're changing shit. We are moving shit around, like, taking coin. people out, oh. putting people in. It, it, it's been really rough, so thank you, Ryan, for doing this. The, the line of the century. Oh, of course, man. <laughs> Flip it's, a coin. Listen, it's not easy. I don't know how you did it on, on your own all these years. <laughs> all right. All right, Leo. Listen. Tag Team of the Year, Tag Team of 2021. Let's start with number 10. Tag Team of the Year. That sounds like that. That sounds like 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 when you say Siri, who are the tag teams of the year? And then they go, tag team of the year. Or when you were or were you off there when you was asking Alexa, she was about to spoil the whole thing. According to your notes. All right, so let's see, let's see, let's see, we'll see what I got. The Luchis 2021 present Tag Team of the Year. Go ahead, Mario. Coming, <laughs> coming in at number ten. Coming in at number ten, we got our boys, former NXT Tag Team Champions MSK, the formerly the Rascals. Um, I was gonna call them by their original names. The marijuana smoking kids. Zachary Wentz, oh, no. Desmond Xavier. Now they're Wesley and uh, Nash Carter, if I'm not mistaken. Listen, they had a great year, man. For them debuting. Being part of the Dusty Cup, winning it, former tag team champions. Um, they, they, we always knew they were great performers, and unfortunately, in Impact, I feel like they missed the ball. Them as a as a trio, I think they could have done like the Freebird rule with the tag team championships over there. Obviously, they didn't do that. Um, but I like the Rascals a lot. I like MSK a lot, so they're coming in at number ten. Yeah, they had a good year. Um, you know. A lot of people, unless you really watched NXT very closely, I know, you know, the NXT just transitioned into mm-hmm. 2.0 this past September, but um, for the most part of the year, they were the black and gold NXT mm-hmm. that we once knew and loved, yep. and MSK was the champions for pretty much the entire year, really. Um, you know, they won them at TakeOver Stand and Deliver, yep. WrestleMania weekend, and they held them until 
Um, Recently, I think what was Recently, it? Recently, yeah, I couldn't even what, tell what you. What was honestly. it? I think um, it was like uh, Halloween Havoc. How, yeah, was it Halloween Havoc? It was one of the specials yeah. that they did on I, I on USA. It was, yeah, it was recently. So, yeah, yeah. So that's a long run as tag champs, and while something really memorable, one hundred and eighty-one days. Um, how many days? One hundred and eighty-one, and you're right. They wanted a stand and deliver. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty solid run. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, NXT doesn't really have tag teams. They really don't. Um, MSK, they, they faced... I know I, they faced... Uh, I feel that Ciampa. way about WWE in general, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Um, they faced Ciampa and, and, and Thatcher a mm-hmm. few times. They mm-hmm. faced um, the you know, Grizzle the Young, Young Vets. Veterans yep. a bunch of times. They had great matches with them. And I always really like those two as well. I Me mean, too. the NXT audience uh, is not too fond of them, and obviously, no, no, no. Let's be, let's be honest. Yeah. It's not Easy. it's not necessarily the whole NXT fan base, even though they're all schmucks. It's the uh, well, if they still even have a fan base, it's the Izzy them pieces of shit. Izzy clan parents, her. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me know how they much how they really bother you. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey. Hey. You know what? It's 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 the honest truth, though. Um, but yeah, MSK coming in at number ten. I think it's well deserved. I think they deserve to be in the top ten, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see what their future holds, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what these two guys' future holds. I feel like we already know <laughs> what it, what it holds. Um, but these guys are very, very talented. <laughs> very talented. So I hope you know they do something successful. Okay, coming in at number nine. You know, if I ever thought that one of these performers was going to end up in like an attack team list, especially like in this point of his career, I would be like, man, get the hell out of here. But coming in at number nine, we got AJ and Omas. Listen, this is just uh, a situation where AJ has been wrestling at such a hard level, whatever. So it, it, I feel like he's kind of just like taking a back and whatever and just kind of moving with motions. He still performs great, but, you know, just pairing up with Omas, you know, kind of like in a weird way, taking Omos under his wing, even though Omos is like a giant <laughs> compared to AJ. But um, how the fuck you spell his name? Omos, there it is. Oh, Sorry. God. So, so listen, the tag team was what it was. They won the tag team championships at WrestleMania. Um, this is just another accolade for AJ for being a Grand Slam champion, former United States champion, former world champion, former Intercontinental champion. Listen, anytime AJ's a champion, I'm happy with it. Um, they had a decent run. Nothing too memorable, but still... They, they've been paired up for a while, so that's why they're coming in at number nine. Nice. Yeah, they deserve to be on this list. Mm-hmm. I mean, winning the titles at WrestleMania and then dropping them at SummerSlam, um, you know, that's a decent run. Again, nothing memorable. I think they faced the same teams over and over. Yep. Um, I'm not even going to try to remember um, who, who they faced uh, for these belts. I don't really think they defended them that many times. Like the Street Profits, but they deserve- um, yeah, probably some other team I can't think of. Yeah, yeah. And New Day, I feel like they yeah. they yep. defended again. Yep. So New actually, Day. that's who they won it from, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's an unlikely pairing, and it's obviously not something we want AJ Styles to be doing. But right. nonetheless, he adds another accolade to his already historic historic career and um, his incredible resume. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Looks like the tag team's getting ready to uh, break up pretty soon. Yes, but they definitely deserve to yeah. be. In that let's, list, let's, and that's why they're coming in at number nine. Let's move them. Let's move AJ up to the uh, like a main event program. Let's do something with AJ. Come on, come on, guys. Come on, WWE. Get your shit together. Number eight. Coming in number eight. This was like a last minute change because me and Ryan were going back and forth, and we were like, listen, they deserve to be on this list. So we took a team off and we put this team in. Listen, the run they're having right now, especially like the last quarter of 2021 if they would have been having this run in the beginning of this year they easily would have made their top uh, the top five maybe even top three and that's the briscoe brothers 
Jay and Mark Briscoe, GCW Tag Team Champions. They just defended it last time. Uh, tw- uh, what is it? Uh, 12 time Ring of Honor uh, Tag Team Champions. Uh, listen, the Briscoes are fucking awesome, man. Time, and time. I can never get tired watching the Briscoe cut promos because they're just rugged dudes. Did you see the and, last one? Dude, <laughs> I expect the Briscoes to have probably the run of their career. And that's and that's crazy to say because of everything they've already accomplished in their in their in their careers. But I expect 2022 to be a big year for the Briscoes. It would be weird if we had a, a tag team uh, you know, list, the top 10, and we didn't have the Briscoes mm-hmm. involved on it. it. It just wouldn't seem right because, um, you know, obviously I know this is my first year doing the Luchis, but, you know, I've done award shows for different podcasts in the past, and the Briscoes were always on the tag team list. I mean, they were always on there. Um, and unfortunately, you know, Ring of Honor had yep. a very irrelevant year, yep. but recently the Briscoes, like you said, winning the GCW tag titles and then just winning the, 12, uh, the Ring of Honor tag titles again for the 12th time um you know it's only right to put them on here uh we did take off finn juice off this list to yep. put these guys in there so i think that was well deserved i mm-hmm. think a lot of people should agree that the briscoes deserve to be on there over uh, over them and uh yeah so I'm, I'm glad we got them on the list it was a good last minute change i think it's well deserved so wait, you didn't have them on the list no, because you got to understand. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. That's... We didn't. We didn't have. No, you questioned. So we didn't have them on the list because we were just kind of going through all the tag teams that actually was doing stuff throughout the years and mm. throughout this year. And, and the Briscoes, unfortunately, because of the Ring of Honor situation, they weren't really making much noise until like really like the last quarter of this year. Yeah. So okay. and that's then... what, that's why it's weird with award. Like awards, right? Because it's supposed to be like of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of hard sometimes when somebody has a good like uh, fourth quarter mm-hmm. and they, they haven't had good like the, the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Yeah, right. they, they just weren't there. But then the fourth quarter, they start to heat up towards the end of the year. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, we'll put them on the list. But, you know, that's why we were going back and forth. Man, right. It's tough. That, so, you know? so quick sidebar. So yeah. I believe it was our it's 2018 Luchis. That year, that was like the rise of the man, right? But the man yeah. didn't really start until after SummerSlam, right? Man, did we piss people the fuck off that year? Because Becky didn't come in number one. We made her number two. Maybe Charlotte number one. Yo, people were coming for our next, but no one had a defense. Because I'm like, you can't make someone number one just because they what they've been doing the last three, four months. It, you, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you said, it, it, if we were doing like, you know... From August to December, then yeah, she'd be coming in at number one. Right. This is we're talking about the whole year here, so yeah. We could start doing the half cheese. Half well, we do it half the. Year. So, okay, sorry. I'm sorry. No! <laughs> All right. All right. Coming in at number seven. Number seven. I feel like this team has always been in our Luchis, whether it's top five, top three, somewhere in the top ten, and that's a new day or whatever. Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, and we'll even throw Big E in there. Big E in there for the hell of it. Um, Xavier Woods, King of the Ring, the former tag team champions this year. Listen, they're still relevant. I know some people criticize the New Day, like, oh, I want them to break up. They should be feuding with each other, whatever. Listen, I'm not tired of the New Day. I, I think they, they, they can still do a lot of different things like they've been doing this year, especially with Xavier Woods um, finally becoming King of the Ring. You know, this is something that he'd been wanting for, like, years. He, he's been very vocal that he wants to bring back the King of the Ring tournament. Now... Whether we say the King of the Ring tournament was memorable or not, that's a different conversation. But he's King of the Ring, Big E, current WWE World Champion. So that's why the New Day is coming in at number seven. The, the New Day is one of the greatest tag teams of the modern era. Absolutely. I mean, they are going to be, or they should be, obviously, uh, have a spot in the Hall of Fame, you know, as a trio. 
Um, but as a tag team, I mean, the amount of runs that they've had, the amount of great matches that they've had, um, it's just, it's incredible what these guys are doing. And I know a lot of people are getting tired of them. I know, Mario, you just said you're not. I, you know, I don't necessarily need to see them win the tag titles again, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I, and, you know, I don't need to see them fight the Usos again because we've just seen that way too many times. Too many but times. Nonetheless, when you when you know the um, the new day are involved in a tag title match, you know they're going to deliver. Um, they always make everybody they're in there with a hell of a lot better. Um, and you know they, it, it just would not be right to have a tag team list without the new day on there. So um, they are just incredible. I can't say enough good things about them, and uh, definitely definitely well deserved. And you know what? Just like um, and I'll compare this to like Becky and Charlotte. You know how like we've seen that match so many times, and just like the New Day Usos, we've seen that match so many times. And even though I'm also tired of seeing them, like I'm tired, it's tired of seeing like okay, back to the same, down the same well with the program. But you know what? Their matches are always still entertaining, no matter how many times you see it. Right. That's the thing. You know they're going to deliver. <laughs> right. That's the right. that's the main thing. So whether you know how many times we're sick of it, you know it. it and for WWE too, I feel like the New Day is a safety blanket. You yes, know? it's like yeah. they can just put them in there, and they know that they'll deliver. You know, when they need a big time title match or whatever, you involve the New Day, and you know, things will go right. All right, coming at number six, six. We got number six. <laughs> we got That's the Good Brothers, Doc Gowles, the Machine Gun, Carl Anderson. Pew, pew. We got the Good Brothers coming in at number six. Listen, they were all over the place this year. They were in AEW with the Elite. Uh, defending their tag titles and AWTV, you know, already this year, I think they're a multi, a multi-time uh, Impact Tag Team Champions. They, you know, they're doing entertaining stuff in Impact Wrestling as well, and obviously everything else they do with their own brands, with Talking Shop or whatever. So the Good Brothers, they're coming in at number six. Yeah, man, they were like you said, they were everywhere. <laughs> they were kind of uh, MIA now. I right. Mean, you know, I, I'm and, sure they've been on Impact, and they've also been on New Japan watched. Strong as well. I forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, listen, and I hope they have a great 2022. I hope they can go to get back over to, to Japan and, um, you know, be in New Japan again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they deserve to be on this. Listen, they've, they're, they're a great tag team. They've been amazing for years, and um, they did a lot of great stuff in AEW when they were there, and obviously multi-time um, impact tag team champs as well, mm-hmm. so... I will. Like, I hope. I don't know. See the whole COVID situation, especially the times we're living in now. We were talking about this off air. Like, it, it, it's something that us as like a society and humanity we have to like adapt to or whatever. But for whatever reason, Japan just they just can't get it together. Whatever. And we we should be very lucky and fortunate that some of the the gaijin are going to end up going to still to the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom um sixteen, like Will Osprey and stuff. But, man, I would love to see the Good Brothers at some point, hopefully in 2022, for them to actually make their return to Japan. You know, Japan, Japan, not New Japan Strong. Listen, if 2022 is not the year that Japan gets back on track, and I'm not even just talking about New Japan. I'm talking about, like, the like, like the, the entire right. Japan right. in general. Like, right. they, they get everything back on track, and, um, you know, things could open up again over there. I mean, you know, if not 2022, then when, man? I mean, this is going on for far too long already. Um, it's just, uh, it's sad to see. So yeah, hopefully they can get their shit together and we can start seeing some of these guys like the good brothers go over there in new Japan. And they're not the only ones, man. I'd love to see so many people right now that are in AEW and even on the free agent market in new Japan, in Japan. I'm not, not new Japan strong. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's hope so, man. All right. Coming in at number five, I can't say, I can't stressed enough how much of a great tag team they are. They're an old school tag team. They're they're like the tag when you look up tag team, these guys pop up. And that's FTR, Dax Harwood, 
Cash Wheeler, current Triple A Tag Team Champions. They're, they're they're great, you know. They they are. I don't want to say they're gods, but they're like they're like professors. They're, they're, they're like different. teachers. They're the they're like like I said when you look up tag teams, they, they those are the two names that pop up. You know, the it's FTR. They're fucking amazing. And now we're we're potentially going to see them feud with the Briscoes. Imagine the matches they're going to put out going into twenty twenty two. So FTR, they're coming in number five. They're masters at the craft. I mean, they really yes. are. They are just insanely talented. They're one of my favorite tag teams mm-hmm. um, out there right now. I mean, they've been for years, but man, like AEW was always the place that they should have gone to. Yep. And, you know, while they haven't, you know, held the tag titles and, and you know, they, they had a run with the tag titles, but then it got cut short um, by the Young Bucks, which I did not agree with. And ho- hopefully they can regain those somewhere down the line. But even without the tag belts, man, the amount of great matches that they've had with all these great tag teams it's awesome to see. And like you said, now feuding with the Briscoes, which I hope uh, bleeds into AEW, which I'm sure it will. That'll be awesome to see. Um, they they won the AAA tag team titles. They put on great matches recently with the Lucha Brothers. Yep. Um, just insane stuff. And FTR, they just got a great future. Even as singles, too. Uh, mainly Dax Harwood. He put on some of the great uh, single matches that we saw on AEW television this year with guys like Pac and um, just uh, Jungle Boy and just just crazy uh, crazy matches and you know obviously as a tag team they just they're just such a well-oiled machine i i just don't you know i don't even know how else to describe it they're so freaking good and um you know <laughs> obviously deserve to be on this list i mean it, it, that was a no-brainer exactly I'm, t- I'm telling you dude i can't wait you know seeing the the energy that that was created in final battle between the briscoes and and ftr just seeing them you know face off and they just brawling with each other it's just it just gives you like that old school feel like just two rugged tag teams being the shit out of each other yeah yeah coming in at number four they are the ones they're just not the ones on this list and that's the usos <laughs> jimmy and jay uso <laughs> i love the usos Great tag team. Number four. Sorry, I forgot about when it. it comes to when it comes to their uh, personal decisions. That's that's another story for another day. But we're talking about just the art of tag team wrestling. Listen, the Usos are fucking great, man. They they're having such a great run right now with the Bloodline with Roman Reigns. Um, I love the Usos, man. And they like we said before, you know, kind of like the New Day. They're like a safe space. Like you know, if we don't know what to do with the tag team division, clearly WWE hasn't not known what to do with the tag team division and for years now, but you know, Usos are safe uh, place and they're, uh, they always knock it out of the park. Always. It's very similar to the new day. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, say what you want about tag team wrestling and WWE. Obviously it's been shit. The the division is non-existent. This and that. But if there, if, if we could talk about um, two tag teams that have stuck out and are like two of the greatest tag teams of the modern era that, are going to be easily Hall of Famers. It's going to be the New Day, and it's going to be the Usos. I mean, just unbelievable the amount of uh, great tag team reigns that they have had, the amount of great matches that they have had, and what a great year you know they had with Roman Reigns. The story, the storyline between you know the bloodline is one of the best things going in all of WWE. Um, it's been going on for a good portion of the entire year, and I've just been loving every minute of it. And like you said, what more can you say about these guys? They're just so entertaining, and like you said, they're or like I said before, they're a safety net for WWE. You know they're always going to deliver. Put them in a match with literally anybody on the roster, and they'll and they'll deliver. They'll knock it out of the park. Coming number three is very interesting. Not because I'm not a fan of them. I'm a fan of both guys. But what's interesting about the tag team that's coming in number three. Number three. Is that 
one of the members of this tag team was actually our wrestler of the year last year, and that's Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, RK Bro. Mm-hmm. They're one of the reasons. They're the I, I want. They're one of the reasons. Wait, 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 before I show it, number three, right? Number three. Okay. Number three. Pay attention, Leo. <laughs> they're one of the reasons why whatever's good on Raw, they're they're part of the reason. You know, besides like some of the Seth Rollins stuff or whatever. You know, anything that RK Bro does is entertaining stuff. And who would ever thought? Actually, the show that we met Ryan back in 2018, the the Progress and. Uh, Evolve show, the double header, right? That was Matt Riddle. I believe that was one of Matt Riddle's last indies. Who would have thought us watching him at the 2300 Arena that a couple years later, this guy would be a tag team champion with Randy Orton? How crazy would that just to even think about that? Yeah, yeah, man. It's 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 one of those pairings that you like would never think about, but when you actually like think it, like it doesn't come to your mind, right? Like you wouldn't think, oh, put Riddle with Randy Orton. But then when, you know, the idea comes up and you're just like, wow, like that would be freaking awesome. Like both of these guys are tremendous in-ring performers and they're both great personalities, especially Riddle. And um, it's hilarious, man. It's it's like Riddle and Pete Dunne down in NXT, the Bruiserweights, um, or the Broserweights, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, they work. And the, the segments, the backstage segments get funnier and funnier every single week. Hey, uh, Randy. Randy. looks like he's having <laughs> hey, a Randy. Randy. He just, Randy Orton looks like he's having the time of his life. Half the time, I don't even know what Matt Riddle's talking about. It's just hilarious. Yeah, me neither. I'm pretty bro. sure Randy Orton doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Either. You know what it is? Brandy looks at Randy looks at uh, Matt Riddle. It kind of reminds me, and, and I hope uh, people understand it. You ever watch like an episode of Family Matters with Carl Winslow and Steve Urkel? Like Urkel just does a whole yeah. bunch of stuff to to Carl, and Carl just gives him this look, and just he's just ready to explode. That's the look that Randy does. He just looks at him, and he's like. A look of disgust. Yeah, yeah. it's just so yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Dude, like I said, it's one of the, been the highlights of Raw for a long time mm-hmm. now. And just, yeah, I mean, just <laughs> so damn good. And, um, you know, who would have ever thought they would, you know, again, they put them as a tag team, but, you know, to become tag team champions and have the run that they are right now, it's it's pretty incredible. So, uh, listen, Matt Riddle, uh, you know, we could talk about, how a lot of guys coming up from NXT or the Indies are underutilized in WWE. Right. If one guy has not been underutilized, it's Matt Riddle. Yeah. He's had yeah. an incredible run on the main yep. roster. Um, and, you know, at WWE and Vince, they clearly see something in this guy. Obviously, to put him with Randy Orton, that's a big deal. So, you know, um, it's it, it's awesome, man. I, I hope they, they continue to be tag champs for for. A little while longer. Yeah, least. me too. I, I don't want to see them break up yet, even though I know somewhere down the line we're going to get that. If I had to guess, thinking, maybe at WrestleMania we're going to see that. Yeah. that but yeah, man, I'm thinking I, Riddle and Orton right. at Mania, which I'm, I'd be down for. It's I, but I'm really enjoying them as a tag team, man. I really do. Yeah. All yeah. right, dude. Um, so at times when it comes to the Luchis, right, it's very um, you could kind of like figure out who's the final two, right? Right. I mean, so this, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of obvious. So we're going to go straight to one right now. Um, we are? Yeah. And then because we could talk about both teams and Dale. why we picked one over the other. Right. Dale. Number one. But before we do that. No. Let me just give some honorable mentions here. All right. Uh, Mox and Kingston. Listen, that pairing was mm-hmm. fucking amazing. They gave us one of the best matches, one of the best tag team matches this year against the Young Bucks um, at Double or Nothing. Uh, Jurassic Express. They, they keep on um, just 
getting better and better as a tag team. I really enjoy the pairing. Does anybody know where Marco Stun is at? Just want to throw that out there. Um, listen, the Street Profits, they're entertaining. They ask just Iridian where Marco Stunt is. Right? <laughs> I should ask Iridian where Marco Stunt is. Um, the Street Profits, listen, they're entertaining, but they really didn't do much this year, but I just want to make them an honorable mention. Uh, the current NXT Tag Team Champions, Imperium. Um, listen, I know um, the situation with Ring of Honor has been not so good uh, this last year. But man, the kingdom, uh, Matt Taven and um, and uh, Mike Bennett, they're 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 really good, man. They put on a fucking bang with the Briscoes at Final Battle. So I wanted to just uh, shout them out, and then also the Second Gear crew. There's Matt- our honorable mentions: <laughs> Mance Warner and Matthew Justice. I wanted to give them a shout out to and Finn Juice. We okay. had to take them out of the list last minute to put in the Briscoes. So those are our honorable mentions. Now. Here we go, guys. We're about to get we're about to get people all riled up. I love it. All right, you you have it. (laughs) Our tag team of the year of 2021. And drum roll. Hold on, wait. Here we go. Let's try this. as I love the Lucha Brothers who are number two, okay? I can't be biased here, alright? And the Young Bucks have been the thing they've accomplished this year having the fan base turn on them and just in every single match tell an amazing story and getting the getting the so much heat on them mm-hmm. it, it's just like it's kind of it's kind of like similar to what Brian's doing right now. Very similar. I love the Lucha Brothers, and if the Young Bucks weren't having the year that they they had this year, the Lucha Brothers probably would have been number one. Yeah. But them as tag team champions, okay. The matches they've given us uh, this year alone, the Young Bucks, it, it just it was a kind of a no brainer here. You know, I love the Lucha Brothers. And they deserve the number two spot. They just didn't deserve number one. And I know that some of the Packer heads are probably going to be pissed off. <laughs> Listen, gi- give me an argument. That's all I have to say. Like I say every every year, give me an argument. But they're EVPs. They get to put themselves over. Really? They're not the tag team champions right now. Okay? They've been doing six-mans. But guess what? They, they've been performing top-notch. Listen, there's no argument here. The Young Bucks 2021 tag team of the fucking year. I mean, like you said, perfectly said, it, it, it's a no-brainer. And I've, I've been called biased for years and years and years because I always put the Young Bucks as the number one tag team. And, you know, it, it's, it really doesn't have anything to do with being biased, even though they're my favorite tag team and two of my favorite wrestlers in the world and have been for years. But they absolutely deserve it. Tag champs, like you said, for a good majority of the year. Um, amazing matches. I mean, geez, when you look back at, like, all, all the matches that they had, like even on like ones that you forget that they had, mm-hmm. I believe they they fought Ray Phoenix and Pack. It was Penta and Pack, or oh Penta and Pack. It was on a dynamite. On a, that match was on amazing. A dynamite, right? That match was awesome. I think a lot of people forget about it. And then you put on top of that 
bigger matches with Mox and Kingston at Double or Nothing, which was just freaking unbelievable. The match that they had it all out, which is probably the greatest tag match, uh, cage match of all time with the Lucha Brothers. I mean, the string of matches that these guys have had, it's incredible. I mean, they are two of the most gifted professional wrestlers in the world. And again, the greatest tag team I think we have seen in, I mean, for the past, how many years have they been, you know? And the audience fully turned against them. They, the audience has turned against them. That's, That's how good they are at their job. Yeah, which, you know, I, I guess at this point it's not really a big shock because look at how they're treat, the fans are treating Cody, you know? Uh, so all the... But I feel, I, but like, I feel tre- like... But but I feel like it's different, right? I feel like... Well, of course it is because Cody's still a face. Right. I feel like moved, it's different in the but, sense, like, I, I I think... I still don't understand the Cody heat. But when it comes, like, the Bucks and, and Omega, and we could even throw Omega in this conversation, too, like having the audience turn on them, right? Like... I feel like the audience that's, that's booing them, they're playing the part like we're supposed to boo you because you're a bad guy. But, now, right? they're, but they're embracing. The, but, if, but if the Bucks were faces, you mm-hmm. think they'd still be getting cheered? I don't think so. No. No. So I think they'd be getting booed because people, because people again, they're just sick and tired of the EVPs putting themselves over and being featured and shit like that. Uh, I just feel like even if they were faces, they would be, they'd be getting booed. So, um, you know. I'm, I'm not saying they're not doing a good job of getting heat because they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at, you know, the, the, the first episode of this year of Dynamite was um, when they reunited with the Good Brothers. Right. Right? Right. So, like, ever since then, and then that whole story, which I didn't really like when they, like, uh, then they were, they they kind of, like, didn't know if they were going to join. Yeah, Don that, that was, and right. That was, like, a, mi- that was mismanaging where they didn't know what they yeah. would have done. Like, they should have just, since then, they should have just been together and, and stopped having, like, friction. Like, I didn't understand why they were having friction. And then at one point, they, they, they tagged with Mox, which surprised me. They actually made a good three, a trio. Mox and the Young Bucks. I don't know if you remember that when they faced, yeah, Ken- yeah, yeah. When they faced Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. So, listen, regard, regardless of, of their little wonky booking in the beginning, they, they've had an incredible year, though. Right. I mean, listen, like I said, the people that, that disagree are just haters. I mean, they've, once again, the Young Bucks have had an amazing year. I mean, what else is new? The sky is also blue today as well, like it's always been. Like, it's just like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it, it, it's a freaking no-brainer, man. It's They're the best tag team out there right now. And, uh, you know, they, there's really no changing my mind. No, there's no changing my mind either. But yeah, that's our tag team of the year. The Young Bucks coming in number two was the Lucha Brothers. Um, I, I th- listen, I, I think with th- with this list, I think we just made like one minor change, and that was like actually earlier today. But besides that, I think me and you were kind of like we we were set in stone. Like, what were the final two, and then just kind of working our way down. Yeah. All right, dude. Let's move on to the next award and yeah. that breakout Which star of 2021. Hey, you, you get the music? No. You stop with the fucking music. That's your fucking job. <laughs> Breakout star of 2021. <laughs> Leo Jeez. is not surviving the next round of budget cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Congratulations. Boom. You played yourself. Breakout star of 2021. Coming in at number 10. Number 10. Man, listen, you want to talk about last-minute changes? We just made this last-minute change this, this yep. morning. Coming in at number 10, we got Liv Morgan. Listen. I feel like since the summer, she's really been peaking um, in the sense like she, she's she been getting shine and she's been doing stuff that she hasn't been doing before. Um, you know, the, the audience is behind her or whatever. She hasn't proved in the ring or whatever. 
Um, her promos are getting a little bit better. You know, they're up and down, but there's been major improvement. She used to just be a sidekick before. She was kind of like, like, ah, whatever. She's just a cute member of a Riot Squad. But I feel like this year she definitely is starting to break out. That's why she's coming in at number 10. Yeah, she, she deserves to be on the list. But like you said, she's had a good um, fourth quarter of the year. She's really starting to break out now. And, and you know, again, it's not her fault. She really hasn't given been given that many opportunities right. until lately. Um, but you know, she, I've always been a huge fan of Liv Morgan. She's got the crowd behind her. Um, you know, they, they, they rally with her and, um, you know, she, she's good in the ring. I think for the most part, she's pretty solid. Um, so yeah, she, she deserves to be on this list, but like you said, talk about last minute changes. Uh, I guess after this, we could say where we did have her. But, um, you know, she, she, coming in at number 10 is, is well-deserved, I think. I'm telling you, last-minute changes. That's I was telling Ryan, Leo. This was, uh-huh. this was what I was telling Ryan. I'm like, bro, I feel like and, – and, and we are. Okay, listen. We're, we're journalists here, all right? That's what we are, okay? We we're journalists. Of course we're we journalists. are. We're wrestling journalists. But, man – we were really trying to like listen. We can't be biased. We gotta like, and we were running it like we were fighting. Th- we were racing through time, making these last minute things. And you're things. fighting yourself too, like right. <laughs> Me and Ryan are going back and forth or whatever. We watched certain things that happened this past week. We're like, fuck, we gotta change this. We gotta change that. So it's just, um, listen, man. But th- we 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 we're we're professional journal- journalists here. We can't be biased with our opinions. We gotta we gotta look at everything. From every single direction, and that's why we made changes like we did today, and that's why Liv Morgan's coming in at number ten. <laughs> well said. All right, coming in at number nine. I really have high hopes for uh, this individual. If it wasn't for the other eight people on this list, I think I would have had her higher up, you know, because I see a lot of potential in her, and that's Jade Cargill. Um, listen, AW has something very special on her, and. I don't know what direction they're going to go with this TBS championship, but personally, I would not mind seeing her capture that title, but we'll see what happens there. But yeah, uh, Jade Cargill, she's coming in at number nine. Yeah, still a little green in certain areas, but um, massive, massive potential. She's got the look, the presence, uh, just looks like a star when you lay eyes on her. Um, And she's a force to be reckoned with and obviously still alive in the TBS tournament to become the first champion. I don't know if they're going to put the belt on her, but I wouldn't be shocked if they do. And I wouldn't have a problem if they do because I, yeah, she's just, she came into the year. Um, yeah. It was earlier this year, the match with, with Shaq. And um, you know, after she cut that promo on Cody, which I believe was at the end of last year, uh, people were like, who the hell are? is this chick? Right. <laughs> and then, you know, you, she, you, you see how jacked she is. Right. And, and, you know, they announced that match with Cody and red velvet against Shaq and, and Jade, and now everybody's like, okay, well, let's see what this girl can do in the ring. And, man, from that match on, mm-hmm. she's just been really, really impressive. And, um, obviously, undefeated, they've booked her really, really strong, pairing her with Smart Mark Sterling, which I thought was a weird pair at first, but it's kind of working right now. Right. Um, so, yeah, absolutely one of the breakout stars of the year and well-deserved. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what her where, where she goes in the future because, like you said, the ceiling, I think, is very, very high. Yeah, I could see her maybe like in a year or two from now, maybe be in a position like uh, not like on the card, but uh, like her getting better and better in the ring, maybe like a Bianca Belair or something, because I think she has that much potential, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Coming in number eight, little nephew Pump, and that's Braun, ba- Braun Breaker, uh, Rex Steiner. 
I just can't get with the Braun Breaker name, man. I really hope they change his name to Rex Steiner. But, man, this guy has a yeah. lot of potential, man. I, I really like Braun Breaker. If there's anything I like about NXT 2.0, it's Braun Breaker. That's probably, like, one of the only things I like about NXT 2.0. Uh, I really like this dude, man. I, I know he's the nephew of Scott Steiner, obviously the son of Rick Steiner. But, you know, I, I don't know if you see this, Ryan, but I see a little Goldberg-esque in him, too, uh, with some, some of the big power moves that he does. I think there's a lot of potential with Braun Breaker. I, you know, I expect... Like maybe at uh what is it uh New Year's New Year's Evil I think that's the NXT show whatever I wouldn't be surprised if he captures the the NXT championship and on that episode and then you know Champa runs into the sunset whether that's to to Raw or SmackDown or he does something else in WWE I don't know what's gonna happen there but yeah it's only a matter of time for Braun Breaker to get the NXT championship yeah uh, Braun Breaker is awesome uh, you could tell why they're high on this guy you mm-hmm. could tell why they have high hopes with this guy. You can tell why they think he's like the biggest star or they're making him out to be the biggest star of NXT 2.0. I mean, it's just the guy, obviously, he's just a freak athlete, man. Like, yep. obviously, he comes from the Steiner family, so you know he's got those genes in him, so you know he's going to be good. Um, but he's really, really delivering. Uh, they decided not to put the belt on him um, a couple months ago at the Halloween Havoc show, which everybody thought was a bad decision. I was a little um, taken back by it, too. I thought for sure if I was putting money down – um, I would bet, you know, everything I had that he was going to win that match. He didn't, but he's going to win it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, they put him on the UK tour recently with Ciampa, and they've had a bunch of matches on that tour. Just to get him kind of, I guess, familiar with, you know, working in front of audiences and things like that. And um, you can tell they're really, really high on this guy. And yep. like I said, it's just another guy who's, like, just the sky is the limit for, right. for him. Right. And um, I think he's going to carry the brand on his back over time. And, um, yeah, just, just well-deserved. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what the future holds for Braun Breaker. Yeah, me too, dude. Coming in at number seven. I'm very high on this individual as well, man. Since I first saw her in NXT, I'm like, wow, man. She's, she's a superstar already. And that's Zoe Starks. Unfortunately, she's out on injury right now. But when you talk about solid in the ring, she's really, really good. She, she The way she carries herself or whatever, um, she's kind of like a, a kind of a... Not a fusion, but she's kind of like a hybrid when it comes to her wrestling style. I like her a lot. Former NXT Women's uh, Tag Team Champion with uh, Io Shirai. I-, I see a lot of big things happening with Zoe Starks as long as WWE allows her to do it. Um, but there's a lot of potential with Zoe Starks. That's why she's coming in at number seven. Yeah, what a tremendous talent. I mean, uh, when she first debuted and had her her debut match, yep. I forgot who it was against. Uh, was it against Io? No, 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 no. She had a match with EO, but I feel yeah, pretty like, early on. Yeah, I feel like the, I feel like the person that she had a match with was was like a no name. Yeah, it, it might have been. It like might have been like, like uh, Jesse Kamea or something like that. Okay, uh, but I remember she did have a, a breakout match against Io Shirai yeah. pretty early on, mm-hmm. and man, she just really impressed the hell out of me in the ring. Then they put her in a tag team with EO, and they won the tag belts. And like you said, unfortunately. Uh, the second half of the year didn't and didn't go for well for her because now she's out with injury. But man, what a superstar! Like you said, if they book her correctly, she could be a big time player in the women's division on the main roster yep. someday. Uh, she's just really, really talented, and I enjoy watching her in the ring. So um, she she deserves to make this list. And you know, I, I was the one person too that I really like. You know, out of all the people here, if we were gonna, because we had to take somebody out mm-hmm. uh, of this list, but yep. um, you know, I was looking at her because just everybody else just it's hard to take them out. 
But at the same time, I really did not want to take her yeah. out because mm-hmm. she's just really, really deserving to, to be on this list. Yeah, I'm a big fan of her. We'll see what happens in 2022. Hopefully she gets uh, she gets back in the ring and you know starts going again. All right, coming in at number six. You know, we see him a lot in AEW, okay? He's part of a—I guess part of a faction. Everyone's part of a faction. So I guess you could say he's part of a faction. But besides him being a really good wrestler and having a pretty good showcases on, on, uh, on AEW— it's outside of AEW, some of the stuff that he's doing, especially in the independent scene, that it's like it grabs your attention. It's like, wow, man, this guy has so many influence, like a Daniel, like a Brian Danielson, like a Jonathan Grisham, whatever. He just has like that pure wrestling style, whatever. And he's young, young cat. So if he's this way now, I can only imagine what he's going to be like five, ten years from now. And that's Daniel Garcia. I really like this kid or whatever. His um his ring technique he's a he's a ring general for a very young age so i can only imagine what he could do in the future you know if he just keeps going at the rate he's going now yeah man unbelievable this guy came out of nowhere i'd never heard of him before and he's having big time matches on dynamites and uh rampages and AEW really really showcasing what this guy can do in there and um you know i remember when i was in chicago for all out weekend he had a match on rampage against darby allen which was the main event of that show mm-hmm. and then the very next day i went to the filthy tom show and he was in the main event there against filthy tom lawler and that right. was just you know what was that just, bla- was that black label pro um i believe so yeah mm-hmm. i believe that was the show mm-hmm. um and i just thought that was so freaking cool and then you put on top of uh i think it was october the amazing october run that he had where he faced like suzuki and um Dude, he was just, he was wrestling yeah. like so many top names. Like mm-hmm. it was like a week span worth of like insane opponents. Right. And just like you said, this guy has become a big time player in a very short amount of time. And um, I'm glad in AEW introduced us to him because I've really been enjoying him and putting him with 2.0, I think has really worked as well. Um, so yeah, man, Daniel Garcia, what a stud this guy is. And uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I like him a lot too. Uh, coming number five. Big fan of this guy or whatever. Was already a fan of him when he was in the Indies before he signed to the WWE. And he's already a champion of the WWE or whatever. There's one thing, and it's not really about him. It's just the booking of him right now that I'm not really into. And I'll get into that right now. But coming in at number five, Carmelo Hayes, the North American champion. Really like this dude a lot. This guy oozes charisma. He's great in the fucking ring. The only thing I dislike about him right now is his heavy. He doesn't fucking need him. That dude trick, that dude is god-awful. He's terrible on the mic. He does nothing for Carmelo Hayes. Just get him away from my TV. Keep Carmelo Hayes. He could keep playing this, like, heel role, but let him just be. He doesn't need this fucking shadow behind him. He really doesn't. Uh, I really see, as long, going back, it's kind of similar to the Zoe Stark situation. If WWE allows him, they have a potential big star in Carmelo Hayes. Listen, we saw it. I remember saying this, and people jumped all over me when he had that face-off with Adam Cole on NXT when it was still the black and gold brand uh, before they changed to NXT 2.0. When they were... And we're, when they're having the promo and he said the ruthless aggression line or whatever, there, there's a reason why they gave it to Carmelo Hayes because they obviously see something in him or whatever. It's not saying that he's going to be the next Cena. It's not not saying none of that. And people jumped all over me like, oh, he's nowhere near Cena. Listen, when Cena first said that line to Kurt Angle, no one thought that John Cena was going to become this global phenomenon that he is today or whatever. They just trusted Carmelo Hayes. They see potential with this guy. So why not? The little ruthless aggression playback line. I don't, I don't care. I thought that was pretty cool. So... Carmelo Hayes coming in at number five. 
Yeah, man, this guy, um, he oozes charisma. He's great in the ring. He won the NXT breakout tournament and he, uh, you know, cashed in to become the North America champ. I agree. He probably doesn't need Trick Williams with him, but man, this guy is another really bright spot of NXT 2.0 so far. Um, very, very enjoyable to watch. And just like, like you said, has potential to be a massive, massive star if given the opportunity, which yep. is always the big thing. It's like, that's always the big if, because, you know, with WWE, they don't uh, showcase these talents the way they're, they should be showcased. But um, what a bright future he has ahead of him too. And, and just along with Braun Breaker, another bright spot of NXT 2.0 mm-hmm. so far. I uh, didn't really watch too much of Christian Casanova on the indies, mm-hmm. but um, I could see why he's a big deal and why a lot of people like him and why WWE put the North American title on him because uh, he's just fantastic. You know who's a big fan of um, Carmelo Hayes, especially because bo- both of his boys are, are gone, and that's Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Shawn Michaels, he's a big Carmelo Hayes yeah. guy. Big Carmelo Hayes guy. All right, coming to number four. Number four. You know, when his tag team partner got hurt, I was really not concerned, but I'm like looking at this kid and I'm like, man, this guy's just going to be like an enhancement talent until his brother comes back or whatever, right? Because um, if you remember, when um, he was still part of a tag team, like his, that tag team was getting like showcased or whatever. I mean, he, they, they were just an independent tag team or whatever. And then they got signed by AEW and they started having like these great matches like the Young Bucks and... You know, when, when his brother went down in injury, I'm like, man, this guy's just going to be an enhancement talent. But wow, was I fucking wrong. This guy starts fucking having showcases and fucking stealing the fucking show. And that's Dante Martin from Top Flight. I would have never thought this kid would make a list. But, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of AEW. You know, Tony Khan just has ways like, okay, you know, your brother's, your brother's gone. What can we do with you? Whatever. And then he just figures out a plan for someone. And look at this guy. Look at young kid, Dante Martin. Now he's... He's fucking, he's, anytime he's on AEW TV, he's one of the highlights of the show. What, what number was he? Number three. Number, number three. number three. Number four. Go ahead. Yeah, man. It's it, it's similar to um, the Usos when Jimmy Uso number four, went down. Uh, and, number, number four. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Okay, four. Dali. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. It's like when, you know, Jimmy Uso went down uh, and then WWE really pushed Jey Uso and he became a really, yeah. you know, top single yep. star. This is kind of like what AEW did with Dante Martin here when Darius went down. And it's great to see because, you know, that's a tough break when uh, two guys are in tag team together and one of the w- one of their partners goes down. It's almost as if like, damn, like the, the partner's doomed, too, because, you know, without one guy, it's like, how, you, you know, that's it. Um, but I'm glad AEW still showcased Dante Martin and what he could do. And man, he's been an enjoyable singles um, wrestler. And he really has. And man, the amount of high flying moves. Um, it's just, I mean, the things he could do, man. This guy, I feel like half the time he's not even human, and uh, half the really, time really he's really not even—he's not even the ring. He's like on air. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. And the height he gets on some of these moves, unbelievable. Um, promo work definitely needs needs right, 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 right. definitely uh, room for improvement there. But this guy's this kid's young, man. I mean, was he like twenty-one years old for God's sake? Um, I, it, I think he, it's, you it's know he might be younger than that, dude. I think he might be just turned. dude. I know. I, he might be twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I, I, I. If somebody wants to look it up and write it in the chat, but he might be That's twenty years old. Um, but yeah, dude, just just what a another one that's an absolute freaking stud. And I'm I'm really looking forward to to when Darius comes back though, because I really enjoyed them as a tag team before he went down. Interesting about um about top flight or whatever. Let's say if it would have been the other way around. Let's say if it was Dante the one that got hurt and Darius would have been alone. I think 
you know, before we know what we know now with Dante Martin, I think I would have been like, oh, Darius is going to be fine. Because if people, if they're not familiar, Darius used to be Airwolf before in MLW. So he knows how to be a single, not a single star, but like he's, he's had singles runs before. So, I, you know, I would have been like, oh, Darius will be fine. He'll find something to do. He could probably go back to the Airwolf gimmick or something like that. So his brother comes back. So I, I would have been like, I guess I would have been more safe with like, oh, Darius will find something to do. But the fact that Dante just broke out the way he did with his, with his brother being gone, it's it just, like you said, it's similar to the Usos. They, you know, Jay, for the most part, was kind of like the shadow of Jimmy. Jimmy was a more like charismatic one. Remember we were joking around, he's always in the back of the picture. Right, right. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, Dante had a great year. Good for him, man. Yeah, yeah, well, well deserved. And kudos to Tony Khan for spotlighting him in in these different showcase matches and uh you know recently had a great match with malachi black yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago or probably a month ago at this point two months ago um but yeah man just uh he's really stood out coming number three another number I, three another guy that i'm a big by the fan way of. he's 20 i just freaking found it Sorry. i told you yeah I, I, there I, you go. Like, 20. I was like i'm like i don't think this kid's even 21 yet okay coming number three another guy that i'm a big fan of uh since the second i saw him um, when he was like in the in the West Coast scene before he uh, signed with Impact or whatever, when he was doing like these little independent shows or whatever, I'm like, yo, this this dude has something or whatever. And I remember Cody Rhodes put him over on a tweet, and I think at one point a lot of people thought that he was gonna end up going to AEW, but he ended up signing with Impact. Listen, this guy has so much potential. He, he's already a star now, but I can only imagine what he's gonna do like maybe like two years from now, a year from now, five years from now. I think the it's going to just keep getting better and better for this guy. And that's Chris Bay. Big fan of Chris Bay. Now he's yeah. part of the Bullet Club. Whether you like him part of the Bullet Club or not, but I feel like that's another accolade just to throw on him. Um, you know, anybody that's associated with the Bullet Club, not saying that you're a made man, but it's just kind of like another, kind of another like stamp of approval or like kind of like another sticker, like a, like a, like a, what do you call it? like a badge, a badge of honor, if you will. Chris Bay, like Chris Bay, I think um, the sky's the limit with him. Let's see what happens with him in 2022. Yeah, one of the best young prospects in all of wrestling and um, just somebody who should be a massive star in Impact. I mean, one of the really, really strong um, parts of Impact, I think, you know, and, and they got something with him. And, you know, a lot of people I see on, you know, Twitter – write to him like when are you going to wwe when are you going to aew and he goes never i'm staying in impact and he he seems pretty loyal to impact um which is great and it seems like he's enjoying it and um just you know ha had a great year i believe it was in 2020 when he won the um x division championship and then of course this year working with jay white with the bullet club stuff mm -hmm. um yeah man this this kid's awesome mm -hmm. and i could see why cody rhodes was high on him and, um, you know, if there's one person that Impact should really push as their next top yep. star. And, you know, I, I could see him as an Impact World Champion. Yeah, me too. Me too. Definitely Chris Bay. Uh, I just want to acknowledge someone. Jose, Jose, friend of the show, you know, a very loyal uh, friend of the show. He said, Hook, I'm going to give you one of these so far. Congratulations. <laughs> we're not going to add We're not going to add Hook on our list just based off of one match. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not changing anything else. He might potentially be number one for 2022. The at the route, the yeah. way he's starting his career, the way he, he's looking, the way he's looking, this dude is amazing. Uh, but we're not gonna throw him on the list just because of one match. We're not doing that. So you get a congratulations for that. Our boy Renato Idrovo from a, he think he moved out to like Indianapolis. Um, he is saying he's also too new with Hook. Mm -hmm. So yeah, of course he is. Yeah. yeah. 
But honorable mention, maybe. No, no. <laughs> Comment number two. Jose said he's predicting the future. <laughs> well, you, well, you probably by you saying that you probably jinx him. Well, anyway, um, watch him get injured tomorrow. Watch him get injured tomorrow, <laughs> and then we're gonna blame you. Then you're gonna make a congratulations. You played yourself for 2022. All right. Um, coming to number two. I know Ryan's b- big on her, big on her. on her. But coming to number two, listen. When you want to talk about improvement, Jesus Christ, it's night and day what she was doing before and now what she's doing, like what she's been doing now in AEW, man. She's been in top level matches. Mm-hmm. She keeps on improving, improving better. I don't think she's a bad promo either, even though with, with an accent. And by the way, she's fucking gorgeous. And that's Tay Connie. Love her. It's night and day compared to what she was doing in NXT. Oh, to that's what Vince's she's favorite wrestler. What she's doing in AEW. Dude, man, um, I don't think looking at her in NXT, right? And not saying that she wasn't talented in NXT, but I don't think we would see her doing some of the stuff that she's doing now in NXT. Does that make any sense? Like no we would have yeah, never no pre- we would have never even predicted that if that makes any sense. Yeah, dude, she's she's freaking awesome, man. I'm I'm really glad to see her getting these opportunities. Tony Khan seems very high on her as well. She's got that awesome uh judo background mm-hmm. which really helps her style in the ring. She's just fantastic to watch, man. Like, I, I really enjoy watching her. Um, she had a great, sub, uh, you know, submission match last night with Penelope Ford on on Rampage and just really just improves every single time she's in there. Uh, she's always showing off something new. And you had a really good, I thought, uh, world title match against Britt Baker at full gear. Um, you know, it's just, like I said, she's only going to keep getting better and better, which is crazy to think about. Uh, credit to Dustin Rhodes, too, for really working with her. Um, and just, you know, like I said, credit to AEW for making her one of their fo- one of the focal points of their women's division. And I think in 2022, she could really become a champion, whether it's the TBS champion or the, the Women's World Championship. Um, big Ty Conti guy, man. And yeah. it's, she's me, just, me like you said, put aside, uh, you know, how... <laughs> Besides, uh, looks, um, yeah, but besides but, uh, her physical attributes, she's yeah, just right. good, That's really, really good in the ring. Yeah, yeah, she's just absolutely tremendous in there. And um, like I said, man, she, I, Tony Khan's high on her. I think you know she she deserves a really big push, and she's one of the strong uh, points of that women's division right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see what she does in twenty twenty two. Uh, we see a lot of comments, a lot of big pops for Tay Conti. Yeah, they are. Uh, someone mentioned about the hottest um, number one <laughs> list in wrestling. We're, listen, we're not doing that list, hey, ha- but, but yeah, she's no, definitely no. hot. Listen, she's we're not going to be creepy here. Yeah, we're not going to be creepy here. Right? Hey, Jaime Rodriguez, not being creepy, but he says, and she's also gorgeous. Yes. Yes, she so, is. What a okay. Coming in number one. Number Juan. Oh, let me just throw an audible. Oh. Not an audible here, but let me just mention this. This is a, a last minute change. Do you okay? have honorables? Um, Zia Lee was a, uh, was a name that, that we took off the list and we oh, were going to throw her on there. Um, mm-hmm. that was a, one of our honorable mentions. That's the only one I could really think of right now. Okay. But this was like a last minute change. Cause we were really thinking of like the whole year. That's the whole thing. Kind of what Ryan was saying before, when you do these lists, we got to go through the whole fucking yeah. year. So you can't yeah. just judge everything just cause it's so fresh. Like when Jose said, hook, we're not going <laughs> to add hook on our list just cause of one match that happened. Well, last week we're not doing that. You fucked up. We got to look at the whole year. That's why when I do these lists, I start from January 1st. Right around Wrestle Kingdom, I, I start like, oh, my God, this match. Boom. I, bro, I, this year, this year we spoke like on the 5th, and you were like, bro, I already have three. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> on the 5th, I already had three matches. So 
we really got to look at the whole year. And this was like a last minute change, but I think we're making the right call here. So coming in at number one. Number one. Number one. Numero. Numero uno. And I went with this old theme. I don't like his new one that much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice it was an old theme, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even know who it is. Coming in at number one. Number one. My cousin, Damian Priest. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Listen, he had a big mainstream match at WrestleMania with Bad Bunny. Current United States champion. And listen, when we're looking at 2022, he could be a potential world champion. Who knows? But... I would have never thought that Punishment Martinez, you can start bringing it down, Leo. You hated him, by the way. Back in Ring of Honor, I did not like Punisher no, Martinez no, no. at all. You hated him. I disliked him so much. Was never a fan of him. I'm like, this fake Roman Reigns. That's what I just kept saying. Like, yeah. Ring of Honor just trying to bring this big guy because he kind of looks like Roman Reigns a little bit. Like, man, fuck this dude. Then he went to NXT and it, it was just completely different, dude. It was just, um, I don't know, man. It, it just kind of going back to how like the NXT system works for people. And then for other people, it just doesn't work. And I think for Damian Priest, it did work. And then it just kept on elevating, elevating, elevating. Then he moves on to Raw and he's doing even more bigger things there. I think the Bad Bunny um, uh, connection right there, I think did wonders for him. And I think he's also like a, a a good representative for WWE. You know the way he carries himself. He has a connection with the fan base or whatever. I do feel at at recent recently. I do feel while he's still very popular. I do. I'm not really feeling like the whole switch where he'll like lose it for like a quick second and he just gets like super like crazy and just starts attacking people. You know, people outside, whatever. I'm not really feeling that much, especially at Survivor Series when he did it to Nakamura. I don't think that was a good look. But besides that. Um, Priest ha has had an incredible year, man. Yeah, I I'd never really been the biggest fan of him, to be honest with you. He's never really been, like, my favorite wrestler or uh, somebody that I, I say, oh, yeah, like, I can't wait to see Damian Priest in action. I've never really felt that way. Um, but there's no denying that he had a great showcase match at Mania, like you said, with Bad Bunny. And ever since, he's really been booked really, really well. I know that feud with the Miz and Morrison just went on for far too long. Um, but then he won the United States title from Sheamus and um, he's really been putting on great TV matches as of late with Sheamus. He had a really good one with T-Bar um, a little while back. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, don't even get me started with that. But um, listen, he's been booked really strong. He's really I think he's he hasn't been pinned since he won. I don't know if it's since he won the belt or um well, since he's been on the main roster, I'm not really too sure on that, but he's been booked really, really strong. I saw a stat that said he hasn't been pinned in quite some time. So, um, yeah, he's got the look. He's got a great presentation to him, a great feel, great entrance. Uh, fans seem to be behind him. Like you said, he carries himself really professional. Seems like a good representative for the WWE. And, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them putting the belt on him eventually, like a universal title or a world title. I think he definitely deserves it. And, um, yeah, he could be a player for a long, long time, a big-time player in WWE. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but I think, I think he's very deserving of this number one spot for sure. Our boy J rod wants to know what about Dijak? Who? 
Congratulations. You played yourself. Listen, man, if you're going to just throw names out there, you better start throwing names out there and give me a, a substance in there. Don't just throw names out there for no reason. Yeah, oh, talk well, about a guy that just fell off the face of the earth and mm-hmm. he's probably about, never going to recover from this. What about that guy that's on WWE, uh, the bald guy? I don't know his fucking name. The one that looks like a porn star. What's his name? The guy that wears the suit that he used to wrestle before. They have him as an authority figure with uh, Adam Pierce. Yeah, him. You don't put him on. No. You don't think so? No. Because he came out of nowhere. Like basically, they just like pushed him in front of the camera because they let everybody go. He's yeah, not, he's not. No. no okay, just, just asking. Just asking, no, bro. No, just just no, asking. No, no, no. All right. You know what? That's Boom. a good. That's a good segue. Okay. It is because oh, we're moving on to our next category. My favorite category of every single Luigi Awards. Congratulations, you played yourself. Of 2021. You play I, yourself. I love it. I love this award. We're gonna this, have fun with this. I, this is my favorite award every year. Every single year is my favorite award. I play myself too because it doesn't line up. Like, hold on, let me move it. Go, Dali. Look out. And you and you spoke congratulations, right? No, no, I just put congrats. You Why don't you just put sippy? Because then people looking at the video are not gonna know what the sippies are. All right, let's go in. Listen, that's what she So said. how the congratulations you played yourself award starts? We we start low. We start like just a little comical thing, and as it gets as we go on the list, they just start getting even worse and worse and worse. So we're gonna start very light here. How cringe. Number ten. Number ten. We're gonna start very very light, very innocent, but it was so funny. We gotta give her congratulations. Coming in at number ten, we're gonna give it to Mandy Rose. Why we're giving it to Mandy Rose? Because at WrestleMania she busted her ass, so she nah. gets one of these. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. Don't get me wrong, all right? She's still a beautiful girl, all right? Um, if I was backstage, I would have probably rubbed her ass, you know, to, to you know, because I felt bad for her busting her ass. But nonetheless, she busted her ass, so she's getting a congratulations. Really Ryan, you was there. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, yeah, dude, I felt bad, man. Afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, when she was okay, you know, you could laugh about it, but I felt bad, man, because it's like, no matter who it is, it's like you wait for that moment to walk down the ramp at WrestleMania, right? Like, like that's what every superstar that's in that company strives for. Yeah. And she walks down the ring and then that happens. Listen, it's just, you know, and it's on, unfortunate. And I, you know, the, the, the ramp was very wet that night. It was raining. There was thunderstorms. Um, you know, it's it's an unfortunate thing, but uh, you know we can all look back on it and laugh now, knowing that I'm she sure was okay, she. I'm sure she laughs about yeah, it she, now. She, she'll be I'm fine. Sure yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think she made made a joke of it in the moment too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, had like a, a funny facial reaction to it. So I mean, you know, you just kind of have to laugh it off at that point. But, our, bo- uh, our boy Jose saying he totally forgot about that. LOL. Okay. And Glenn Ford, what up to our boy Glenn? Oh, Glenn, what's He's up, brother? Saying, what's up to all of us? Listen. That's why when you do these lists, and I know some of you Packerheads don't do this, but when you're, when you're breaking down these lists and when you come up with like a number one, number two, top five, whatever it is, you got to look at the whole year. You can't just go by what's recent. Yeah. You can't. Right, right, right. But, you know, it goes through one year and out the other with these fucking Packerheads. Okay, coming number nine. Like I said, these, these, these the little early ones, right? Number They're nine. light. They're light. Now, we all love Jim Ross. And I know right now he's going through a very serious situation with, uh, I believe, his skin cancer. So he's getting treatment for that. That's why he hasn't been on AEW TV. We love Jim Ross. We hope he gets better. We want him back on AEW TV so he could be calling some matches. But just because he's going through the situation and because we love Jim Ross doesn't mean he can't catch it. And we're going to give it to him. So we're giving Jim Ross a congratulations. 
Congratulations, you played yourself. And why we're we giving this as congratulations? Do do? I don't know if you guys. I don't go. I don't know if you guys remember this, but early this year, he called Kenny Omega the WWE champion. Oh yeah, yeah. on TV, <laughs> on TV, on TV. So we gotta give him a congratulations for that. We love you, Jr. But you get in it. Yeah. He yeah. Did. Listen, I don't know how that happened. Um, <laughs> I really don't. Uh, just like when he said WWE Dynamite as well. Oh. I don't know, man. I don't. He has not been in that company for so long now. I just, you you would think you know, he would remember. I know he's older and everything, so I caught him some slack there. But man, oh man, like it was hilarious. It really <laughs> it was, was really... But also embarrassing at the same time. Listen, like, I just don't know how that. This how forbidden that door is wide open. That somehow <laughs> Kenny Omega won the WWE Championship. <laughs> Yeah, you think, uh, you think just, Vince will let that happen? <laughs> good old Jr. Man. <laughs> All right, Dale. Coming number eight, another Numero. another light one. Nothing too serious here. Numero ocho. Coming in number uh, eight, we're getting into Snoop Dogg. Congratulations! Oh, I know why. You played yourself. You remember that horrific <laughs> splash he did on Dynamite? <laughs> who did he do it onto? Do you guys remember who he did it? Was it who was it that he did it onto? It I, was. It had. It was, I think it was one of the factory guys. God. Somebody wearing like a pink suit. He's no, it was um the dude from um uh Sir, wasn't it Sir Pentago? Oh. Yeah, it was it was somebody with a mask. I'm looking at know. the pick the stills I, right now. I think it was Sir Pentago. I think he did uh, did it. He did that stu- it was a god awful splash. It was terrible. <laughs> it might have been the worst splash I ever seen in my we life. We got the video. We got the video. Hold on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so for that. He comes in at number eight. Oh, come on, Snoop. Ryan, what was your reaction to this splash when you saw it? I wanted to immediately just, uh, well, listen, when he was on the top rope, I was like this. <laughs> and for those listening on the uh, podcast version, I'm covering my face, but I have my one eye looking through uh, where I can see. And it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it was ugly, man. It got... So much worldwide attention, though, on all these uh, media outlets and and everything like that. But uh, listen, never do that ever again, please. <laughs> oh my God! All yeah. right, coming in at number seven. This is where it gets a little bit more serious. Okay, y'all remember Willie Urbina, uh, the Spanish guy? The, yeah, the Spanish guy that did, uh, did commentary for AEW. Okay, we're giving it to him. Congratulations, you played yourself. The reason why we're giving it to him, because this idiot... Number seven. ...decided to mimic Karashita's English live on the air. Now, I know some of you, because some of you are like, oh, everybody's so sensitive, blah, blah, blah. Me. Listen, here's the thing. When you're doing it as a form of a joke, like let's say you're a comedian and you're telling a joke and you're imitating someone that speaks, um, you know, uh, an Asian speaking English or whatever, right? That's different, because you're telling a form of jo- a joke. You're not, you're not being malicious or anything. In this case... He's doing it live on the air, right? You're making fun of your coworker, okay? How do you think that's good business? And how do you think that's gonna fly? And how do you think you're not gonna lose your? How do you think you're not gonna lose your job? And you're pushing the people around you to laugh, right? Like you're forcing them, like you're forcing the joke. So I do not feel bad for this guy. This guy's an idiot. He gets a congratulations in my book. Yeah, this was uh, just a really sick thing to do. Really put a bad taste in my mouth. And kudos to Tony Khan. Um, you know, diffusing the situation as quickly as possible, getting him the hell out of the company. Because really, I mean, like, how do you even like, like, what are you supposed to do? You, you can't talk to him and say, don't do that again. It's just something you should know not to do, you know? And with the world we live in nowadays, it, it just, it, it makes me sick knowing that these people just think that these certain things are okay to do. 
And, you know, I'm 26 years old and I know better than some of these people who are, you know, adults who have been around for much longer yep. and should know better. Um, and like I said, there's just no place for it. So it was a really sick thing to do. And I'm um, glad he's no longer with the company. I hope he does not get a job anywhere else mm -hmm. in wrestling. He's been quiet for him. I don't know what he's quiet. doing, but he's been very quiet for him. Well, he's good, been good, he's good. been Maybe reassessing his life decisions. Training, you know. Go ahead. Sorry, Ryan. Dali. No, no, you're good. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number six. This is a double whammy. I wanted to pair these two up because it just kind of makes sense. You want to talk about sabotaging your own careers or whatever, right? Coming in at number six, we're giving it to the Velveteen Dream and Drake Wartz. Congratulations. You played yourself. Now, a lot of them are just accusations. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the other stuff is just stuff that you did. Listen, Velveteen Dream, you could believe the, uh, you could believe the, the speculation. You could believe what, what's out there or not. But at the end of the day, regardless if that's true or false, now you're getting a bad rep also like at your workplace or whatever. Being, uh, you know, it's being reported that you're hard to work with, that you 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 kind of walk like, you know, you're God and you're hard to like, people can't even get along with you. That that creates a bad working environment, right? Mm -hmm. And you had so much potential to become one of the biggest stars of, of this generation. He had all the potential in the world to make an event at WrestleMania and he sabotaged his own career. Now, when it comes to Drake Wartz or whatever, listen. This ain't a political show. We're not going to get into all that. But this is what I will say. Whatever your beliefs are, and that's just not in politics, religion, etc. Whatever you believe in, okay, and you feel strongly about it, and you're trying to now express that in your workplace, making people uncomfortable, I'm sorry, you deserve to get fired. Another thing, when you show up on a rally or some type of protest wearing WWE, yeah, like, stupid. you know, representation on your body, and you think you're not going to lose your job? I'm sorry. You're going to lose your fucking job. So you got to congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah, without getting too deep into this, because I just don't think either one of these guys deserves the attention. Mm -hmm. Velveteen Dream, like you basically summed it up perfectly. A guy who really had it all, um, could have been a massive star, threw it away, all for nothing. Something that, you know, really could have easily been avoided had he not been a freaking creep. But, you know, he chose to go down that path and now he has to deal with the consequences and then Drake is just one of those guys that just really just sometimes needs to keep his mouth shut and his opinions to himself. Uh, you know, he can believe in whatever he wants to believe in. But, you know, listen, you still work for a big corporation like WWE. You represent WWE wherever you go, especially if you're wearing a jacket with a logo on it. You know, you kind of should. What an uh, idiot. <laughs> what an yeah, idiot. You should kind of know what, what to do and what not to do. And that was kind of something that you should not do. Again, it, all this stuff just seems very just obvious of things you shouldn't be doing. Mm. And again, these are adults. But at the same time, we live in America and this is what we have to deal with. These shitty people uh, in these positions that they don't deserve to be in. I'm glad both of them are gone and done and, you know. And gone. That's yeah. it. <laughs> you remember when, remember when Joey Janela showed up on the Joey Janela showed up dressed up on on one of, the, of these things that Drake Wartz was at or whatever, just trying to troll the the whole thing or whatever, just making a big scene just to make a mockery of it. Do you remember that Ryan earlier this year? I yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like that. Just, just 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 a troll. Joey just yeah yeah yeah. Joey's just hilarious. Okay, uh, coming to number five, we're moving on to another piece of shit. And coming to number five, oh, nice. We're giving Mark Carano a congratulations. Congratulations, right. you played yourself. This guy 
I never liked this fucking dude, all right? I Something about this piece of shit. When I used to watch him on Total Divas, I'm like, yo, this guy just seems like a piece of shit of a fucking human being. And guess what? I was right. No one ever fucking liked him backstage or whatever. Oh, Ryan, you okay oh, there, bud? like a million bucks. You all right there, bud? You okay? Uh, no, you all right there, bro? And, and now we can't hear you. Check your mic. I think you Check your mic. Yourself, I think you... I think, yeah, so oh. now I'm muted. Yeah, I whipped on muting my... Uh... <laughs> Listen, Ryan no, don't is mind so. Me. I'm just coughing up a lung. Over yeah, here. listen, okay. Ryan is so disgusted with number five being Mark Arano that he just coughed right. up a lung. That's go. how disgusted we'll he is. Listen, I never liked this dude. Watching him total divas, the way he carried himself, the way he just talks to people, he seems like you know what he seems like. And I might rub some feathers. I, I don't give a shit. He seems uh-huh. like one of these cops that got picked on in school a lot, and then he has in a position of power, and he just like. Just to like talk down to people, whatever. That's what Mark Carano reminds me of. He seems like a fucking dweeb that got picked on in high school, whatever. And then he went to the WWE and got a position of power. And now he thinks he's like, he's top. He, you know, he's top of the mountain. He could do whatever yeah. the fuck he wants. He was untouchable. Yeah. He felt. Fuck this piece of shit. I'm glad that he's out of the business. I hope he never fucking goes back to the WWE. Good for him. He's a piece of shit. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. I mean, he's just, uh, he's just a douche, man. It's, it's really just. Uh, a guy, like you said, a guy who should not be in the position of power that he is. And, uh, you know, it, it's honestly sad that he was in this position for as for long so as he long. was. You know, yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the the worst thing about this. But, um, hey, you know what? It, it took for, I believe it was a trash bag incident, yep. right? Yep. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? Whatever, you know, unfortunately, it took this long, but uh, that was the final straw. And. Ultimately, they did the right thing, and you know, hopefully, I never have to hear his name again and see his ugly face again. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna laugh a little again. For the next two ones, we're gonna laugh a little bit again. All okay, right, let's go. Coming in at number four, numero cuatro. We're gonna give it to the Extreme Rules finish with Balor and Roman Reigns. Congratulations, you played yourself. Now, if you guys don't recall, what was that? Uh, at Extreme, yeah, at Extreme Rules, the finish was somehow. The mute like number three, right? Yeah, Finn Balor started flopping like a fish, number and the music, his theme song started playing. His heartbeat, was yeah, just and he started flopping like a fish. He started coming back to life or whatever, and then somehow he got on the top rope, and the top rope just collapsed for no apparent reason. I don't know who thought this was a good idea, but this was god awful. I saw that some of the same people that tried to defend the Fiend and Seth Rollins Hell in the Cell debacle tried to defend this shit. This was god-awful booking. It was terrible, and that's why it's coming in at number four. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty embarrassing. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when, when you tell people you like pro wrestling, and then you sit down to watch it with somebody who doesn't like pro wrestling, and they see this type of shit. They're just like, what? This is the shit you like? Um, this is like something you see on Broadway, you know? Um, you know, like, obviously, you go to a Broadway show, and, you know, you know, obviously these things aren't real. And, you know, of course, in the WWE, too, you go there, you know, not everything is is real. You know, a lot of this stuff is, uh, you know, it's scripted and things like that. But I just feel like uh, this is something that belongs in a movie. And this while was movies bad. And wrestling, it was bad, Ryan. It was bad. Yeah. When While movies and wrestling go hand in hand, there's just certain things you do in movies that you can get away with that you should not do in WWE and pro wrestling mm-hmm. and think you can get away with. And again, who are they trying to fool here? I mean, really, you know, Finn Balor hears his music and he just comes back to life. I mean, come on now. This is just embarrassing shit. Um, great match, too, which is it was a good like, match. It was, that's it was a sad great part. match. It was but a sad I will part. not. I will never, ever 
remember this for being a good match because of that piss poor end. And what's great about what you just said right now, that, that makes perfect sense for who comes in number three. So before like the WWE blowtorches and, and, and you know, uh, defenders go like, oh, you only guys only criticize WWE, whatever. Listen, coming in number three is AEW with AEW Revolution, that death match explosion. So they're going to get one of these. Congratulations. You played yourself. This is another one of those cases where the match was incredible, but the only thing people remember is that botch explosion at the end. Now, I know what some of you are going to say. The, the AEW diehards, you know, the, the, the AEW super fans, they're going to say, like, you guys should be happy that they put their bodies on the line and did this for that and did what. Listen, nobody's criticizing the match. The match was fucking great, but that ending was a bust. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I, we did the post-show after this. And you was defeated. You were depressed. Yeah, man, it, it was because, like I said, I, I can't look back on this match fondly because of the ending. I really can't. And it's sad. You know, I know some people so, say, you know, I think you're one of those people, too, that it's like, well, I, I love the match. So, I'm, you know, I, I still yeah. – I did. I did. I, I love the match, but I cannot really go back and enjoy the match for what it was because, you know – Again, they teased this big explosion ending. If they didn't tease the ending so big like that and make a, like, just like, you know, I, I thought the whole presentation was great where they had the countdown, right? right? Everything was intense. And Eddie Kingston coming out, who I thought was the perfect guy to come out to save Mox's friend. And man, if they just would have, like, just made the, the, the explosions look a little bit better, the whole thing could have been just an amazing spectacle. And it didn't work out that way. And maybe, maybe it was supposed to go a different way than, than how it actually went. And something didn't go off. I don't know. But it just was a terrible way to end the show. And um, they tried to fool us, too, by, you know, the announcers marking out for it. And it was, going nuts it was as, so as if bad, somebody man. just died in the middle of the ring. Eddie Kingston selling the shit out I of I felt this. bad for of, him. Yeah, instead of just looking up and just being like, Oh, thank God. Like, I, if you would have looked up and said, thank God that wasn't as bad. Right. They could have saved it, but instead they played dumb, and what, that did not help the situation. What I would have done was um, I would have had the referee jump in the ring and tell Eddie, don't sell it. It didn't go off. Yeah. You know, and, and it's kind of hard to predict, and it's, you know, we're, we're kind of like armchair quarterbacking here, right? We're like, they should have done this, and they should have done that. But whatever we saw there, mishap or not, there should have always been a plan B. And they didn't right, have a plan right. B. Especially when you're doing something that's a high risk like that. And also, I feel like the match was so good because I still came out of while the, the, the pay-per-view ending was god-awful, I still came out of that pay-per-view. Like, I, I enjoy the paper. I wish I would have been there just to see this. But I... That ending is takes away from the match so badly that that's all people talk about. People don't talk about how great the match was. So yeah, yeah, I, no, I, I know it's sad. I still would have wish I still wish I could have been there, you know, just to see it, you know, because I thought the match was incredible. But man, that that fart in church at the end with the, that explosion, Jesus Christ! Yeah, man. Hey, you know what? It's it's one of those moments we'll look back on in years, be like, wow, remember when AEW botched that so badly? Yeah, and you know, everybody thought like that. You know, like everybody was so down on the company too, like, oh, they need to rebound and look at where they are now. So it's kind of just like you know, it was something that. They went for it was a risk, you know, not not you don't see an exploding barbed right. wire death match done right. by a top promotion like that anymore, especially in 2021. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, maybe they pulled it off for the most part, but unfortunately, yeah, didn't deliver all the way through. Yeah, it was the ending, unfortunately. OK, coming in to number two. 
We talked about this on a recent episode before, and I, I feel like if it wasn't for what we have at number one, this potentially could have been our number one, but it's coming at number two. So we're giving Tommy Dreamer a congratulations, you played yourself. Oh, not that one. There you go. Congratulations, you played yourself. We're giving it to Tommy Dreamer because, I listen, I still like Tommy, okay? I like Tommy a lot. I just feel like it's just one of these moments in his life and his career where he fucked up really bad and said some things that he shouldn't have said. It was very insensitive. It was very cold-hearted. It was very dismissive. And that's the comments that he did on the Plane Ride from Hell episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't... Um, I don't know what the hell's happening there. Um, I don't know what made him say these things. I don't know why he thought this was a good idea to say this like on a television show. But he kind of got what he deserved from it. Um, and that's he lost his job as Impact. He's still on Busted Open. And just because he had these comments, I still don't want to... I'm not, like, canceling him to the sense where it's, like, it takes away from anything else that he's done in his career, right? Like, everything else that was good in his career. Like, I don't want him to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be one of those people. And everybody has their own opinion, and everybody could... Take it for what it, what it's worth. But me personally, I still think he's a good dude. He just did something really stupid and really fucked up. Or said something really fucked up or whatever. I, I hope he learns from it. And if he gets less bookings, that's on him. You know, he kind of made his bet. But Tommy Dreamer's coming in at number two. <laughs> yeah, man, I thought that I thought Tommy Dreamer was has always been a great person and um, you know, just never really heard a bad thing about him until this came out. And, you know, it's really weird. I just not ex did not expect him to right. be one of those guys that would say these type of things and not understand, you know, where that woman was coming from. And instead, just basically, like you said, just dismiss everything that she was saying just because he's friends with Flair. It's um, it's sad that, it you know, he had to go out there and say these things. Um, but at the same time, it's like it's just another one of those examples where it's like Tommy Dreamer, for Christ's sake, has been on this earth for so long now. And I don't know how old he is. You know, he's got to be like in 50s, right? Mid 50s mm -hmm. towards the end of, uh, you know, close to 60, I would say. Just like somebody like him who has always been so smart. Just how do you not know? that you should not say these type of things, especially on live television. It's not, and I'm not saying this would have been better, but if you went on a podcast and said these things, then, you know, I, like I said, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying like, okay, like he still shouldn't have said it, but you know, he said it on a podcast, mm. you just, he, an idiot should not have said it, but he said it on live national television, bro, with everybody watching. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, could you be any more clueless than that? I lost a lot of respect for Tommy Dreamer. I was oh. never a big fan of Tommy Dreamer to begin with. I, mm -hmm. I, I'll admit, I really wasn't. I know right. he's a legend, yeah. but he really never did anything for me. Um, but after this, I'm just, you know, I met him one time um, at a Creator Pro um, event. He was there. He was all right. Well, I'm not going to say he was super friendly. You know, well, I'm not going to say he was a dick either. But at the same time, he just doesn't do anything for me. But after this, I, I just have no interest in seeing right. Tommy Dreamer right. and I anywhere that. in wrestling anymore. Um and I'm glad I, I, me personally, I have not seen him anywhere. You said right. he's still in Boston Open. I wouldn't even know that because right. I don't really listen to that anyways. Mm -hmm. But he's not doing anything with Impact. Right. Um, and and, and you know, I like I said, he made his bed. Now he he's made his bed. And, and that's another thing too. Like, how can you have like those type of insensitive comments, right, towards a woman, 
and work with women in impact and then expect those women in impact not to look at you differently, especially if you're an agent and you're, you're part of like management in, in a creative role too. Like how do you expect like these women to look at you the same? And, and a lot, and you know, there, there's still a lot of people that have love for Tommy. He just really like caught in a, in, in a, in a bad moment here when, you know, people make mistakes or whatever. And that's why like, I'm why did I do lose respect for Tommy? Absolutely. But at the same time, just cause he had these fucked up comments, I, me personally, I can't just only, rem just only look at that and then just ignore every, everything else that he's done good for people and good for in, in the world of professional wrestling. I, I just can't be one of those people. Listen, I, do I think cancel culture at some, at some point makes sense? Absolutely. But I feel like also cancel culture does more bad than good at times or whatever. And I'm not saying Tommy's canceled, whatever, or he is canceled. I really don't know, but he made his bed. He lost his job as impact. That's on him or whatever. He made it. Um, do I still have love for Tommy? Absolutely. But at the same time, I did lose respect for him because it's like, why would you make comments like that? Especially because you have daughters of your own. So that's where my stance on Tommy. And that's our number two when it comes to congratulations. You played yourself. Now, coming in at number one. Okay, let's get the drum roll ready. Coming in at number one. We're giving it to the Seth Rollins attacker. Congratulations. You played yourself. Listen, this was a bad look for Brooklyn. This was a bad look for New York. This was a bad look for Jersey. This was a bad look for the whole entire, like, Northeast, okay? Connecticut, Pennsylvania. I'm throwing all of y'all in there, okay? Man, we got to do better, people. And I apparently this guy, you, you could tell... You could tell these guys don't have um people like this. They're 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 not all there. But you know damn well this idiot did not go to the show by himself. Okay, man. And also you got to give it to the security in the Barclays Center. How do you let this guy go in like that? Okay, this guy could have had a knife. He could have stabbed Rollins on live television. So much worse shit could have happened here. Um, this was just bad, man. Bad all around. Um, uh, and for the people. That criticized Ron saying like, oh, he should have hit him or whatever. You know, Seth Rollins did the right thing. Yeah, this guy took him down. But he put him like in a rear naked choke right away. He put like he locked him. Okay. Um, Seth Rollins did the right thing. He's a professional. I'm happy uh, something worse didn't happen here. But we got to do better people. These are the type of people I dislike. This is the reason why I really don't like wrestling fans because of idiots like this. Um... That's why it mind boggles me that an idiot like that can still keep his social media after doing such a stupid thing, yet they take us down for no apparent reason. We don't do anything. Um, it, this was a no-brainer right here when it talks about congratulations, you played yourself. This idiot gets it. Uh, Ryan, you got any thoughts on this moron? Yeah, um, I got a lot of thoughts about this moron, but I'm not going to you know, go too deep into it. Uh, we already have, you know, in that episode right after that happened, um, but yeah, listen, this, this thing should have been avoided. Um, like you said, Barclays security should be the ones that are really getting the congratulations along with this fella. Um, also too, they really just seem like they took it easy on him, man. Like I would have like, I mean, granted that there was a WWE referees that jumped on him, whatever. So, you know, they're not going to beat his ass down, but man, oh man, I wish Seth would have gotten up and just stomped on his oh, ankle absolutely. and just I'll... completely just shattered every bone and limb in that 
fucking Dude, guy's I wa- leg. Dude, I wanted the same thing too. I wanted the same thing. They, and then there was peckerheads. There were some peckerheads in the minority, but there were some peckerheads online defending this idiot and go like, yeah, oh, well, he's special well, yeah. needs or whatever. Oh, you need to relax or whatever. This guy deserved to get his teeth shoved down his fucking throat, okay? Now, granted, I'm happy that that didn't happen for Seth Rollins' sake because then he would have gotten a lawsuit, whatever. So I'm happy that he did because he doesn't deserve that. But this guy deserves the worst of the worst. I'm sorry. He does. Do you, do you even think this guy's in jail? Because I don't. I don't I, even think he's in jail. Bro. I don't think, I think he's in he's jail. Home. Honestly, I don't even know what I, I don't know for sure. But if I had to bet, I'm sure he's home living his living his normal life that he's he lived before he did this too. And that's sad, man. And, and this is just another example of how effed up this whole world is. Um, people do shit like this, they get off the hook. Other people do something, it's not even that bad, and they're in 10 years in prison. You know, it's just like everything's so ass backwards. But again. Going back to this, this is wrestling fans in a nutshell. They're the worst, bro. They they just think they are entitled to do these things. They they have access to these talents and these superstars that bust their ass for us week in and week out. And um, you know, guys like that, especially the guy like Seth Rollins, does so much for us on mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. I mean, every single week, um, you know, putting on a show for us, traveling to different cities and towns and all that. These guys and girls don't deserve. The, these type of things and to be dealing with this type of bullshit. I mean, they should not be looking over their shoulder every time they walk through the curtain just because some idiot can come out of nowhere and, you know, attack them. It's right. just sad. Um, something that should have been avoided. And yeah, congratulations, buddy. You got our, uh, our number one award for an, uh, a category that you don't want to be number right. one. So, um, you so, don't want to be on this list at all, so, but you know, let alone number one. Well, listen, there was a little bit of comedy in this list. There was a little bit of, uh, you know, of uh, some, disgusting stuff some unfortunate stuff um but it is what it is all right at the end of the day that was our congratulations you played yourself of 2021 and let's move on to our final category of i guess day day one night one whatever you want to call it um out of vincent i don't know what you did over there but the camera's off just letting you know <laughs> by the way leo's gone leo's not even here anymore he left the luchis all right Leo's yeah he's, yeah. he's vincent, out he's uh so Vince is on the show now. He's producing. He don't know what he's doing right now. So listen, we're still gonna, we're still gonna, we're still gonna give you the final award. We're still gonna give you the final award for night one, day one of the Luchis. Tomorrow we'll continue doing the Luchi awards and then our final thoughts of 2021. But let's get into it. Uh, female wrestler of the year. Okay. Yeah, poor Vince. I feel bad for Vince, and he's gonna get yelled at later by Leo. Okay. Uh, coming, coming at number 10, this was kind of like a last minute decision too. Uh, like I said, this year, me and Ryan were working back and forth, uh, on, you know, getting these lists ready. Uh, and especially like the last couple of days, man, we've been doing a lot of switches here. We, we've been trying to figure out who do we take on, who we put back on. Um, so Ryan, thank you so much, bro. This, uh, this year was definitely tough. Very tough. <laughs> definitely was. Yeah. No, my, my pleasure. I don't know how you did it all by yourself, but. God bless you. That's what happens when you're passionate and you have to come create content for this show. That's what happens. <laughs> okay. Coming to number 10. Last minute change. Uh, we took someone out. We put uh, someone back in. And that's Hikaru Shida. Big fan of Hikaru Shida. I feel like she's very underrated, man. Um, anytime she's on AEW television, she puts on a banger of a match. So Hikaru Shida, she's coming in at number 10. Yeah, one of the best strikers out there. Um, a joy to watch in the ring. Had some good matches this year. Great feud with Serena Deeb. Um, definitely one of uh, the the just the top stars in the women's division for AEW. They've been high on her for a long time, 
And um, I think she's great. So definitely deserves to be on this list. Wasn't on it before, uh, but I'm glad we made the change because I think it's uh, it's just well-deserved. Coming in number nine, big fan of Io Shirai. Uh, she, oh, yeah. unfortunately, she didn't have that great of a year come like last year. I feel last year she had a better year, even during like the cold COVID situation, whatever. She just had more like... I think more TV time, more airtime, more bigger matches. But what she did do in, in 2021 were great matches, you know. Um, like I said, not in the same limelight as last year, but she still, I think, deserves a spot on the list or whatever. I don't know what you do with her next. You know, part of me is like, just move her on to Raw and SmackDown and just put her in, like, these high-level matches. But at the same time, it's like, are they going to do that with her? So I'm very scared in that aspect. But you could you could still do a lot with EO. I'm a big fan of EO. Yeah, she's, uh, listen, one of the best Japanese talents, women's talents ever. And um, honestly, one of the best female talents, literally, that I've ever seen. I mean, man, is she fun to watch. She's so quick, so agile. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, she, I don't know what the future holds for her. She's still holding it down in NXT, doing, I don't know, God knows what whatever she's doing now. I don't watch NXT anymore, so I don't really know no what she's does, up bro. to. No one does, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, I hope, 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 you know, she's got a bright future ahead of her. I hope maybe, you know, she could, uh, just do good things on the main roster. I think it's time to move her up there. Absolutely. Um, yeah, deserves to be on this list. One of the most fun, charismatic, um, talents, female talents that there is. All right, Ryan, this is where we're going to piss some people off. <laughs> Let's do it. I tell, I'm telling you, dude, my favorite part of the Lucy is just pissing people off. Coming in number eight. We got the man, Becky Lynch. And I know what some of you are going to say. How can you have her that low? She's the Raw Women's Champion. Really? Becky? She should be number one. She just came back at SummerSlam, people. What do you think? Just because she just came back at SummerSlam, we're going to put her number one, number two? What are you, fucking stupid? No, we're not doing that. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Becky Lynch. I love Becky Lynch. And she has won me over. Um, with her with her heel tendencies. I don't think she's all there yet, but she has won me over a little bit from compared to when they first started this new uh, heel gimmick for her. And I'm not really into the, the, the moniker of Big Time Bex. Don't really like that nickname. But nonetheless, um, she did deserve a spot in this list. She's coming in number eight. She's not number one. She ain't number two. So if you want to be pissed off, be pissed off. Give me an argument. Because, listen, she just came back at SummerSlam, all right? We're not going to make her in our top five just because... She's a Raw Women's Champion. What, are you fucking crazy? Well, yeah, I mean, come on. She's lucky she's even on this list. I mean, (laughs) listen, my, my, listen, I'm a big, I, I've been a big Becky guy, man. I love Becky Lynch, but her run ever since coming back is a complete failure, in my opinion. She is, um, just has not been entertaining to watch in my, this is all my opinion. Everybody else can feel some different way. Mario, you can feel a different way. Mm -hmm. I have not really been enjoying what she's been doing. I think they're trying too hard to make her a heel. I think um, just, it's not, her promos are just so cringe. Yeah, her promos are cringe. They put her on commentary to commentate the the certain matches. And my God, I want to mute the TV. She's just too, and again, I know she's doing it to to beef up this heel persona, but she's too obnoxious. Um, I just don't like it. I'm really, really not digging Becky Lynch at all. I really want to see Liv Morgan become champion. Um, And like I said, she's lucky she's even on this list. I think she deserves to be on it just because she is one of the most popular female talents that there is. 
Um, but man, oh man, like she's just, I'm not feeling it, bro. Really not. Here's the thing with Becky right now. I feel like she's trying to do something similar to what Seth Rollins is doing now. And it's just not necessarily working. I do agree that her recent promos have been cringy. It's been very whiny, very, very whiny. Um, and not in a good way. And I think that's the reason why the audience, now you have more of a mixed reaction than before when people just automatically wanted to cheer Becky. Now you're kind of getting your, your, a mixed reaction where you're getting booed, but I think you're getting booed for the wrong reasons because now you're getting booed not because you're playing a good job as a heel, but you're getting booed because you're just fucking annoying. So I think that's why yeah. she's getting booed. So, I mean, that could be like the gift or the curse, right? Because one, it's like, okay, well, at least I'm getting that reaction that I want for getting booed, but maybe I'm not getting, get, getting booed for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, listen, she's for me, she's got go-away heat. She really does. I mean, nothing could ever take away her 2019 run when she was on top of the world as the man. I enjoyed her so much. I've met her on numerous occasions. She could not be a nicer human being. I love Becky Lynch so much. Um, so I'm not saying I dislike her in any way. I just don't want to see her in this role that she's in. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And I again, I don't want her to go away again to the point where she's out for a year and we don't see her at all. But I just don't think she deserves to be in the, and again, I guess it's, it's hard to say because I don't want to say she doesn't deserve to be in the in the role that she's in. Like she does deserve to be a top star. But I just feel like the character and the gimmick and the way they're portraying her, it's just not my cup of tea right now. Yeah, I agree with you, dude. Number seven, um, another performer that she's really, when you look at Superstar, she has it ran all over it. Um, she's getting better in the ring. I, when it comes to her title run, I have mixed feelings about it, but I feel at the end of the day, it did more good than bad. And that's Raquel Gonzalez, big mama cool. I like her a lot. Um, I think she's another one, one of these people that she's uh, a good representation for, for WWE, you know, especially how she talks about the company and when she's on interviews and stuff. So I feel like she's a good ambassador. I think uh, once she moves on to like a Raw or SmackDown, listen, they can't drop the ball with her because she, she's a superstar. Um, I like her a lot, and we'll see what happens with her in 2022. So she's coming in at number seven. Yeah, I like her a lot too. I know a lot of people got tired of her um, title reign after some time, but um, you know, I think she's really improved a lot. Mm -hmm. She's gotten so much better. I think she has potential to be a big deal on the main roster, even though I, she's just going to fall into the same trap that Rhea Ripley has fallen into um, just somebody who was dominant in NXT and then goes up to the main roster and, you know, just another woman on there. But um, I do believe that she should be moving up at some point in 2022, whether that's making an appearance in the Royal rumble or whatever. I just don't really think after this feud with Dakota Kai, she really has anything more to give to NXT. Right. Um, but yeah, I am a fan of her and I think she definitely deserves to be on this list. All right, dude, coming in at number six, we're both big Big fans of this individual. I'm just waiting for the moment where we're talking about her when she's like a women's champion um, in in the company that she's working for now. Because when you talk about um, sacrifice, when you talk about passion, when you talk about leaving it all out there in the ring, there, there's no other person you could talk about when it comes to this type of level. And that's Thunder Rosa. I thought I love Thunder Rosa so much. Um, not only is she great in the ring, not only is she charismatic, but also just with her having the face paint, she has that connection where kids will enjoy, where kids will have like that face paint 
as well. So like now, not only don't you have like like the diehards that are into wrestling, whatever. Don't not you don't only have that demographic, but now you have like the kids demographic also, like you know wanting to like fa- you know paint their face as well as Thunder Rosa. I think she's a sweetheart of a person. Um, I, I'm just waiting for her to get that big moment in AEW. Don't get me wrong. She's had a great moment, but I want her to get the big moment in AEW. Yeah. I mean, what a tremendous talent. One of my favorite, not even just female wrestlers, but one of my favorite wrestlers ever in the world right now to watch. Um, super talented, super hardworking. Like you said, has so much passion for this industry. You could tell doing things with her own promotion and mission pro wrestling and uh, really developing a lot of great female talent uh, still in the TBS tournament. And I believe she's going to be the first TBS women's champion. I hope so because she definitely deserves it. I'm glad she finally signed full-time with AEW this year, which was well-deserved. Uh, her matches with Britt Baker have been awesome. And I'm just waiting for that round two, which I believe we're going to get at some point as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thunder Rosa is the real freaking deal. And um, listen, she could have been higher on this list too. Yeah. It, it was tough. She, yeah, very she could have easily been very higher. Mm-hmm. Um, she is just awesome. I can't say enough great things about her. One of my favorites for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, looking forward to meeting her next month, actually. So we'll, we'll you know. Hopefully, I could have a dope conversation with Thunder Rose. I think she's awesome. Okay, coming number five, the girl that everyone loves to hate. Okay, everyone loves to hate her, but at the end of the day, she's one of the best in ring performers of this time. You can make the argument of her being, she's probably going to go down in history, one of the best women's wrestlers of all time, and that's Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, another person that just match after match, she just, she, I think she's just so good. She could wrestle dudes. Like I, I'm just waiting, and I don't think WWE would ever do this. But like, mm-hmm. I would not mind seeing her wrestle a guy. You know, like I imagine her and like AJ Styles putting on a bag. You know, like that's how good Charlotte Flair is. Um, you can even make the argument that she's probably one of the best performers in that company. I like Charlotte yeah, Flair so much. I, mean, um, I know I people hate that. her. You know, but at the end of the day, when you're at the top of your game, people are gonna try to find reasons to hate on you. And um, I'm a big fan of Charlotte and. We'll see, you know, we'll see what happens in 2022 when it comes to her. People hate on her because she's Rick's daughter and because of the way she's booked and because of how many titles she's won. Uh, that doesn't, that's not her fault. You know, it's WWE throwing all these belts on her. Um, and that's why people hate on her for that. But I mean, yeah, one of the best uh, talents in all of WWE, not even just in the female division, one of the best wrestlers in the company. And um, definitely going to go down as one of the greatest all-time female performers that we have ever seen. Uh, similar to what I said before with the Usos and the New Day, it's a safety blanket, bro. They they throw Charlotte in there. She's going to make the best of it. She's going to deliver. She's going to bring the best out in everybody that she's in the ring with. Look at what she did with Rhea Ripley this year. So many great matches. Um, I mean, come on, man. Like I said, you can't be in denial that much. I mean, whether you like her or you hate her, you can't deny that she is just an incredible talent. And we're, we are really lucky to have her, too. We are. I feel like it's going to be one of those right. instances where she's going to be long gone. She's going to be retired. And we're going to wish that we appreciated her more when we had her. That's the thing. I think a lot of people don't appreciate her because they automatically go like, oh, she's Ric Flair's daughter. She didn't work her ass for any of this. Um, Listen, you guys should change that mindset. Stop having that, that, that negative tone when it comes to Charlotte Flair or whatever, you know? Um, There's a reason why she has all this clout, you know? There's a reason for it. It, It's not because she's Ric Flair's daughter. Okay. Coming in at number four. It's funny because if I'm not mistaken, I think she was on the same spot last year. Maybe she was three. I forget. Coming number four, the blueprint, the boss, Sasha Banks. Listen, I feel like Sasha could have been higher if 
she didn't take that hiatus. Um, um, you know, she took a couple of months off, I believe. Um, I think she could have been higher, but nonetheless, you know, she gave us one of the best matches this year. Her and uh, Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. That match was amazing. Anytime she's in the ring, you know, the camera's always on her. Like you, you it's hard to focus on other things when she's on your television. That's how good Sasha Banks is. Listen, I at first after she so when she was in NXT, I like Sasha. Then when she got to Raw. I really got like a negative tone on Sasha. I feel like she wasn't really performing as good in the ring. I just wasn't really into her. And then after she took that break, after WrestleMania in 2019, after she took that hiatus and she came back and she came back with a new hair, I feel like from then on now, she's putting some of the best work in her, in her career. I'm a big fan of Sasha, and that's why she's coming in at number four. Yeah, another one who is going to go down as one of the greatest female talents we've ever seen. Um, just... Great match after great match after great match. Another one who has so much passion for this business um, and just a joy to watch in the ring. I'm a huge Sasha Banks mark. I think she's probably my favorite women's wrestler. Um, just so freaking good. So fluent in there. Uh, the amazing matches that she had. I mean, God, you can make a whole freaking list. That yeah. match at WrestleMania that she had with amazing. Bianca amazing was so freaking good. Um, you know, and, and kudos to Bianca as well. But Sasha really just... She, like like I said with Charlotte, she just gets a great match out of literally anybody that she's in there with. Mm -hmm. Like, literally. She had a great match with Shotzi on SmackDown, too. She's just awesome. Um, I mean, what more can you say about Sasha Banks? Coming in at number three, uh, another person I'm very high on. Um, you know, when it comes to, like, the I think the last three that we're going to name, it, it was really hard. I think you could have made an argument for any three where – you could kind of like interchange them. And th this is just a list yeah. that Ryan and I collectively was like, you know what? We're just going to go with this one. And, and you know, it was hard, you know? So yeah. for the people that get upset or, well, actually, I don't give a shit if y'all get upset or pissed off. I mean, it's, it's our award show. It's, so. it's, 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 one, it's our, it's our show. Opinion. And two, it's just, you know, just give us an argument. Let's have some dialogue here or whatever. Right. Don't be opinion. insane about it, right? Like, yeah, Becky Lynch. Don't, don't be crazy about it. But listen, when it comes to these last three, you could kind of interchange it. But we, we pick the three that we pick. Coming in, coming in at number three is the virtuosa, Diana Perrazzo. Listen, this last year, um, actually even going back to 2020, she's finally getting spotlighted. She's finally getting these opportunities, and she's proven it every single year. I, every, in every single match that she gets. She showed up recently at, fi at a final battle that she wants the Ring of Honor world title. You want to talk about like a, uh, a full circle. You know, she started out in ROH or whatever. Uh, unfortunately, things didn't end good there for her okay and now that she's in the top of the of the game right and when it comes to the women's division you know putting on great matches like mickey james or whatever jordan grace she uh, you know uh two-time impact champions now she's the reina's arena's champion in triple a or whatever now things come full circle whatever she's going to go into 2022 challenging again for the impact women's title and now she also wants the ring of honor championship it's talk about full story here diana perrazzo Big fan of hers. Like I said, when it comes to these last three, you could have made an argument for any of the three, but she's coming in at number three. Yeah, she's everywhere, man. She's so good. Um, it's, it's just crazy. Ever since leaving WWE, she's one of those people that's really stood out and really just stuck the middle finger uh, to WWE in, in, a, in a big time Absolutely. way. She's just so freaking good, an in-ring technician. And um, yeah, I, I'm just really looking forward to seeing the matches we get with her in 2022. Like you said, She's literally everywhere. Ring of Honor, Impact, AAA, just got announced for House of Glory, which is a 
indie promotion that's um, in, New York. in Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, she's freaking everywhere. And there's a reason for it. It's because she's that damn good. Yeah, dude. Uh, big, big fan of Diana. Who knows, man? It, it, at the rate she's going, she could be like someone like in the Briscoes. Like, if they're if they're having this much steam ending the year, if they continue on this, they they might be top one, top two next year going into twenty twenty two. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Ryan. So we're down to the final two. Okay. Um, unless you're a complete Packerhead and, and an idiot, I think it's very obvious who one and two are, right? So I'm leaving it up to you. Do you want to go just straight for one and then we could break both of them down or should we announce two and then announce one? Um, you know, we could probably we could either do either one. Um, what, what do you really, what do you but, it's your call. I'm leaving it up to you cuz this is your Luchi's right, debut. Let, because this might be a lot of controversial for a lot of people. <laughs> I love even, it. I love even it cuz <laughs> even in my head too because oh, like I was man. going back and I was going back and forth when when you when you like said like should we make any more changes to the list? Uh-huh. Man, I thought about changing one and two. I really did. Listen, we a could lot. do it. We could. A there's lot. still time to do it. I don't know. It's so what? tough, man. I don't because I don't really know what my argument would be about it. Uh, because again, both of these women deserve to be at the top of the list. Uh, they both had great years, <laughs> yeah. so it's really tough. They're really equivalent. Right, you know another. what? We'll we'll leave it but the way it is. We'll leave it the way it is. We'll yeah, leave it the way it is. Instinct. We'll leave it the way it is. Okay. We'll, we'll yeah. leave it the way let's it is. Let's go with number two first. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 no. Let's go number one first. Let's go number one first. That makes more sense. Oh man, hold on. <laughs> Listen, man. It, it's before we announce it. it Kind of going back to what I've been saying throughout the show. Listen, these lists, out of all the times I've done the Luchis, this one was really hard. This year was very hard for a lot of these categories. Me and Ryan problem to have. That means we've we've gotten some great, you know, performers, matches, moments. It's a good problem to have, man. It was a great year for pro wrestling. Listen, Ryan and I have been going back and forth with a lot of these, making changes, taking people out. We we did this for a, a lot of the list. You know, throughout the week, me and Ryan are going back and forth with messages or whatever. And keep in mind, I used to do this by myself without having like a like a really negative biased tone. Like even last year when we, we did the Luchis with the rest friends or whatever, we had Bailey as number one, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody that knows me knows that I wasn't really a big Bailey fan in the start of her heel run. She kind of won me over. And while I did have criticism in some of her promos and stuff, I really look at the, looked at the whole year and I'm like, listen, but at the end of the day, Bailey was really, she, at one point she was carrying all three shows on WWE. So that's how right. good Bailey's run was in 2020, especially during the pandemic era. But uh, this is hard, man. This is hard, but uh, you know what? Let, let's, let's stop bullshitting and let's, let's get to it. So, here we go. Coming in at number one. I'm on my own against the wall. Coming in at number one. The EST of WWE. Or the EST of the Lucci. Bianca Belair. Listen. This is very hard. Very, very hard. Very hard in the sense because while she had a really great run this year with the whole Becky debacle, it really put a damper. It's like, no, it was heartbreaking or whatever. But you want to talk about a rebound. You know, she rebounded very well um, after that Becky um, 
Lynch debacle, whatever. She she hasn't lost like her fan base. Um, she's still getting she's getting st- still some of the biggest reactions on Monday Night Raw. Now, granted, that's not much to say because Monday Night Raw is an atrocious show, but you know she's still performing at a top level, whatever. And I think it's only a matter of time where we're going to see her back in that main event women's picture. Um, now, why did we pick her over Britt Baker, which is number two? It was really one of those things where, what do you call those gimmicks, Ryan, when you have like the jelly beans and you put jelly beans here and jelly beans there and you kind of go back and forth on seeing what weighs out more. It was really tough. It was very close. Like, you know, you can make the, like I said, you can make the argument for any of these three. You really can. All right. Because Britt Baker, she's been putting on phenomenal work on AEW. And you can also make the argument for Britt Baker. Well, why isn't she number one? I just feel like maybe Bianca maybe had bigger matches, uh, maybe even bigger moments. That's why, you know, Bianca, I, you know, I, we won with our gut, even though we can make the argument for Britt, but she's a number one, man. And, you know, she gave us that historical match with Sasha Banks for WrestleMania 2. Um, she had some great moments, man. And she, and while we could criticize the whole Becky Lynch debacle at SummerSlam, which I'm not a fan of, even though I'm a Becky Lynch guy, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of that. I feel like that wasn't it. It was terrible. I feel like it would have done more damage to Bianca, and I don't think it did. You know, uh, uh, Lone Survivor, Survivor Series as well. Um, you know, she she hasn't lost steam, in my opinion. So, Bianca Belair, our 2021 Female Wrestler of the Year. Yeah, she won the Royal Rumble. She won the title at WrestleMania. Soul Survivor, Survivor Series, on top of uh, plenty of other great matches this year. Like I said, it's tough. You really could have gone back and forth because Britt was the same way, really. She won the title at Double or Nothing, has had great matches ever since, uh, been on top of the world in the women's division. But I think, like you said, Bianca had more bigger moments, and that's really what it came down to. Like you said, you really, if if, if people in the chat say, oh, I think Britt should have been number one, I'm really not going to argue that because, you know, how could you, you know? Right. Um, you know, Bianca number two, that's fine. But um, like you said, it was a toss-up, and this is what we went with. And Bianca Belair is, you know, literally, like you said, one of the, uh, one of the most one of the biggest rising stars in the company. And obviously let's hope she didn't hit her peak already by right. winning the championship, but let's hope that there's still great, more great things to come. And she stays consistent in that women's division, but she's so damn good, man. I've been a fan of her ever since her NXT days. I, I saw something in her. Yeah, I was like, wow, me too. this is a gifted athlete, man. Very and, uh, gifted. You just yeah, said right there, so, gifted athlete. You listen, um, yeah. at the rate that she's going, when it comes to like as a as an in ring performer performer, I think she could even hit Charlotte levels. Um, that's how good yeah, I think Bianca yeah. Belair is. Um, you know, it's unfortunate what happened with her in SummerSlam. I I did not agree with that whatsoever. But I don't I don't think it did like the damage that I expected it to do to her. I feel like she recovered tremendously. Yeah, again, this is not her fault. It's just in the uh, it's just the shitty booking, and I really don't want to judge on somebody on shitty booking, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like, it doesn't seem right. So like, while that was terrible. Um, you know, like you said, she's still featured every week on television. Um, you know, she's going to find her footing again. You know, we've seen this plenty of times in WWE where they whiff on something or they just, uh, you know, kill somebody and Liv Morgan's a great example for that. How many times and opportunities has Liv Morgan had to kind of, you know, rise up and they right. constantly give her loss after loss after loss. I mean, the most recent one was in that Queen's Crown tournament when Liv lost like the first round. I forgot who she lost to, um, but it was terrible. And now look at her. Now look at the, the role she's in. She's number one contender fighting Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title. 
So it doesn't matter whether, you know, WWE flops on something so big as like the Bianca and Becky thing. It's it's going to be OK for some of these talents. And I think it's I mean, we've already seen that it's been more than mm-hmm. OK with Bianca Belair and her future is going to be just fine. Yeah, dude. Well, that's it for day one, night one of the Luchis. Um, so we got female wrestler of the year, Bianca Belair, breakout star of the year, Damian Priest, tag team of the year, the Young Bucks. And then my personal favorite, congratulations, you played yourself of the year. We're giving it to that idiot that attacks Seth Rollins. That's what we covered today. Uh, tomorrow will be part two, day day two, night two, whatever you want to call it. Too big for just one award show. Where we're going to, listen, we're going to start off with a bang. Because you want to talk about pissing people off. I guarantee you, when it comes to male wrestler of the year, we're going to oh, piss yeah. a lot of people off. Okay? So we're going to break down that. We're going to break down match of the year, and we're going to break down event of the year. That will all happen tomorrow, and then we'll give our final thoughts to close the year. And that's our last show of the year. That will be tomorrow uh, at some point in the morning. I know we had a little delay this morning. You know, we came on, I think, a little after 11 o'clock. But shit happens. This is what happens when you have to get shit ready. Um, listen, I don't. I feel weird like doing plugs because we're going to come back tomorrow. Is there anything you want to yeah, add in yeah. here, Ryan? No, not really. I mean, it's to see, you know, if you, you're watching the show right now on Facebook, I mean, you already know what the, what the deal is. Don't reach outsiders on Twitter. Right. We'll give our, listen, we'll give our final thoughts tomorrow. All right. Um, yeah. So, you know, for Ryan Radar, for the old man Leo that's not here because he's decided to dip for no, for, well, not for no apparent reason, but, you know, for reasons that I will not share on the show. And for yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till tomorrow, keep it radar and stay too sweet. <laughs>